Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I um, I got back. Today's Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah. I got back yeah. two days ago. <laughs> um, I started sleeping again properly, but like, I, I think I'm still in the kind of that recovery state from the uh, the last stretch crunch. Mm. Just trying to trying to finish all my stuff. Oh, so you're back at um back at home on the the coast, not deep inland. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Nick? What have you been doing? I'm all right. We hung out and watched the election together. Um, I was saying to you before, Neil, but I'll say it for the sake of chat. I almost feel relieved now that Brexit's definitely going to happen and Boris Johnson's definitely going to be in power because it's like, ah, don't need to worry about it anymore. There's no point trying to fight it. Just let it yeah. wash over me. Didn't, um, didn't Corbyn run on like being basically neutral about it? Yeah, essentially. Which is kind of a weird what? stance to take. He said that they'd have a second referendum and that he would not campaign in the referendum. So he'd stay neutral on whether we should leave or remain. Oh, that's that's more reasonable. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. I talked about it for like yeah. six hours on Thursday. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I get it. No, the, the, the elections was what prompted me to send you that that image. The uh, the Ireland invading the UK. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about where we last left off. I believe we did some adventuring in, what is this place called? Fortune? Yeah, it kind of got all a little, a little bit. Around, a little bit in Fortune. Not not a whole lot in Fortune. We, mm -hmm. we, we avoided Fortune as much as possible. Yeah. We, um, we scried on Darth only to find him captive by vampires in Fortune. Uh, and so we thought, oh, we'll just get him out. It'll be real easy. And so ensued... <laughs> The twisting and turning events. Okay, so so ever increasingly dangerous I had, places. I had the <laughs> the most ingenious plan uh, because there's a spell that lets you summon people, and we thought, well, why don't we just summon Darf, and then we can send him into the ethereal plane so that he can't be teleported back to his cell. Yeah, because because you can only summon people who are on your plane. So then, easy peasy, it'll just break the spell, and he'll be stuck with us again. And then uh, it it not only didn't work, it didn't work so hard that he went back to his cell. <laughs> in the ethereal plane <laughs> so he was trapped in a cell and also trapped in a different plane of existence uh, so so at that point malachi and van went into into crunch time and started like trading favors at the local church to get spells that we desperately needed to try and do some some interplanar travel and and save darf's life uh, yeah. And then we we did some some very dumb stuff with dimension doors and and uh, yeah. etherealness mm -hmm. and managed to yank Darf out and then uh, yeah and you saved him we yeah, did save we, him. yeah we got him we got him back to the mansion still in the ethereal plane <laughs> and and then uh, Nick learned a new spell we we put him into like suspended animation so he wouldn't starve to death while he was trapped there and yeah. then uh, Malachi learned a new spell and and banished him back to the prime material plane. Yes. Wonderful. And then I went to um, talk with Count Vicious using an, uh, a projected self-illusion. Mm -hmm. Stared him right in the face. <laughs> may or may not have got myself charmed, but uh, <laughs> agreed to give him back the Philosopher's Stone in the crown, yes. um, which I did. On the... To reveal my master plan, right? It's useless to me in the crown. Malachi can't risk getting the stone out of the crown. So we give it back to Vicious. He removes it. Takes all the risk. I'll just come and get it back later. Mm -hmm. 
He's, he's never going to take it out himself. He will. He will. Because he needs it for something else, right? He's got an eternity on his hands. He'll just have somebody else do it and blow themselves up until somebody finally figures it out. Then he'll kill them and take the. Thing. Yeah, but oh yeah, but sure. But what I mean is that he'll get the stone out of the crown, though. Eventually, we do. might be dead by the time he does it. It's not like he's in any rush. I don't know. I think he might be. I think he needs it for something. I'm not sure what, but. I mean, he's he's already made some sort of pact with the demons. Doesn't seem to give much a shit about him. I don't. Eh. Yeah. Well, we can we can ignore him for now anyway. Yeah. Right. It's a shame. He he could have been a useful ally in killing the uh the the weird hive mind thing. The butthole. Oh, can't trust mind? him. Wh- whatever the the thing that's like eating people's fingers and toes is. Well, we're gonna find out. Cause you're about to time pool it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> are you well, ready? Are you ready for some time pools, Neil? Are you? I hope you have your notes on like half of the world's events. <laughs> It's gonna be so great, McTucky. To be fair, get word open. Let's go. <laughs> God, you're so old. No one uses Word anymore. I use Word every day. I oh use, my God. I, I use LibreOffice Writer. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so you guys are in your house. Yep. I think uh, yeah, Darf what... is in the church. Because oh yeah, 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 I took I took Darf to the church because he was like pretty dehydrated and starved mm-hmm. and like vanna's healing magic and i think i actually have something for that kind of thing but i didn't have anything memorized so i just took him to the church so they could they could you know take care of him yeah. um dispel the charm on him oh yeah we could try and time pull what happened to georg after we left as well Ooh, i could say show me the death of georg and if it doesn't work that means he might still be alive neil's getting increasingly more uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> um all right well we need to we need to talk about what we're actually going to do next. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. at some point, maybe we'll meet in the tavern. As so many of our adventures start with Darth. Yeah. Actually, wait, 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 why do we need to go to a tavern? We we own a mansion. Like, surely we have like a nice little tiny spot in your like cellar spot with with <laughs> some wine, right? Yeah, sure. It's nice to go to the tavern though, but we we can drink at <laughs> home if we're going to have some important discussions. I suppose. So if we're we'll, going to be um... talking about revealing the secrets of the universe, it might. Maybe yeah. behoove you to do it in a secluded location. Okay, yeah. so we've just we've just finished dinner with Jeeves and Darth and what's her name? Miss Muffin. Rosie. Miss Muffin has served us a great dinner. And now I stand up and say, Jeeves, Darth, shall we retire to the smoking room for a glass of port and a nice cigar and we can discuss business. And I will lead us into the smoking room. Lovely. You all head into the smoking room. Jeeves produces cigars for those that want them and uh, silk smoking jackets for everyone. You get settled into your nice, big, cozy leather chairs. Uh, yes. Some tea is brought for you and uh, the promise of biscuits on the way. Very good. And uh, the three of you sit while Jeeves, you know, serves as needed and refills drinks as needed. Yeah. Um... So I guess taking a sip of my tea. <sighs> Beautiful brew, Jeeves. Um, so, so Van, now that we've rescued Darth, um, perhaps it's time to turn our eyes to the Shadow Mountains and these crystals that we need for your spell. Possibly. We don't have much time. We should we should get a move on with that. I agree. Yeah, haste is uh, important. But first, would you like to spend a week learning some very important secrets, Malachi? Yeah, well, it does um, It does help to be informed. Why do you have mud? What do you want to know? What do you mean? What can you? What can I know? 
Anything. <laughs> Anything. Um, well, why don't you start with what's in the center of Heatstroke? We could try and see its birth. Oh, I don't know if this would would extend to something on another plane. Anything on this plane, for sure. If it happened, if it happened on this plane, yeah, we're good. Uh, on other planes, I'm not. I'm not. I, you know, maybe. So My, do you need to come up with like a question to be able to? I have to come up with a demand. Yeah. Show me. Show me a thing. So we we could say. Does it have to be a historical event, or can it just be? A current. It it can be. It doesn't have to be a popular event in history, but it does have to be an event that happened. Yeah, I have to frame it as an event. So, so we could I, say it could be something that I know. I could say, "Show me the death of um, Corny," <laughs> and I would. Uh, yeah. Even though even though most people don't know of that, I I would be able to see it because I do. What about um, shows? What did you say? You got the, that riddle again? The thing in Heatstroke. It's on my other computer. Uh, I have it in my toes. chat. Yeah, I have it in my chat log with, with Neil. Let me but you could ask to see the thing to which the riddle refers. Toes. Or the creation of the thing that the riddle refers to. Yeah, okay. So I'm trying... I'm trying to find the riddle really fast. And I just tried searching for toes in my DM log with Neil, <laughs> and that didn't work. Unfortunately, so. there's plenty of hits. <laughs> but it's it's not the ones we're looking for. So right. <laughs> those toes uh, are in another castle. Yeah, that was that okay. was a weird night. Mixaki sent it to me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, the ravenous cannibal, born in a land where dragons cannot fly. This person's heart was fickle and more yearning for what they most deplore. The colony ever grows, feeding on hands and toes. It commands and devours, but we're as much power. So we could well, ask to see the creation of the demon colony in Heatstroke. Ooh, that could be useful. Yeah, I was saying we could try and see the birth of the creature. I mean, I, you, you know, the I, I've told you at this point the story about there was there have been two worlds before our own. Yes, I've, yeah, I've heard this. I'm I'm thinking that this this creature was was one of the creatures that uh was unhappy to be abandoned by the gods. What and followed us through the shadow portal. Became a a corrupted demon plane. I've not been through heat stroke, but the things you described that came across the fleshy ground aren't the same things that we fought at Mr. Rapids. Are they? It's different type. They the ones at Mr. Rapids. Well, I, I assume that there's more, right? But everything I mean, that everything that came through seemed to be like a shadowy monster, whereas the stuff over there doesn't seem shadowy at all. You saw them too, says Darf. So what? The shadow people. Oh, yeah. No, I ripped one out of somebody. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> saw the shadow people, Duff. Yeah, no, I think they can be both. Maybe they turn into those after they possess people. Well, I'm just thinking, because remember the <clears throat> remember the portal in Heatstroke in the shadow plane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things that we fought on the other side of that portal, albeit sh- it bathed in shadow, seemed more similar to the ones that are in currently now in Hamilton Heatstroke than the ones that followed us that we actually saw Kong lining through the portal into Shirebrook. So what if um, there's another portal in Heatstroke like that that goes to the real demon plane and they've somehow, that's why maybe these shadow guys have gone to Heatstroke 
and opened that portal and allowed the real demons to come through. It's possible. I'm hesitant. I'm not sure if the Plane of Shadow exists for each of the major planes. Does that make sense? It seemed like the Plane of Shadow... The one I assumed that... We the... Did we even know it was it a different was... plane? I thought it was just... Well, it was like, yeah... A... It might have the been a different escape. location in the same plane. It could have been, but I remember doing an in-check at the time to say, does this, does the mountain range here look anything like anything I'd know about? And it didn't. Could have been in uh, Solemn. Yeah, it could have been in Solemn, that's true. Uh, dark things are going on in Solemn. If the Shadow Realm is a reflection of the physical world, then it might be that the, the rise of the demon army in the Shadow Realm coincides with the rise of Barassi in Solemn. Yeah, well, it seems likely, right? Malchus and Barassi working together. One conquers Solemn, one conquers Arcadia. I don't know. I don't think Malchus was looking to conquer. Um, but hey, maybe your, your spell should be able to answer this, right? So why don't we, we... We can cast it multiple times. So we could ask, show us the creation of the demon colony in Heatstroke. Then we could also, if that doesn't work, we could say, show us the arrival of the demons in Heatstroke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we should learn that. We could say, show us how demons, show us how the demons in Heatstroke were created. Like, did they come through a portal or were they born here? I was going to say something like, uh, they congregated into Heatstroke, right? Because they didn't, they didn't arrive from there. They came in through Shirebrook? They came in through Shirebrook and then they congregated in Heatstroke, yeah, but... But they have to be coming in through it now. Yeah, the flesh didn't... Well, unless they're being birthed by the flesh. Hmm. Uh, but I can't... No one's been able to clairvoyance on Heatstroke because of some sort of scrying protection. So this time pool may be the hmm. only way we can actually see what's going on there. Well, if they were able to scry on it when the demons first arrived... Uh... Okay, what do you what do you think we should refer to this creature as? The one the one referenced in the riddle, either the ravenous cannibal or as the ravenous cannibal, and then the second verse refers to the colony. I mm. believe they're the same thing, but maybe not. Okay. Um, all right, let's let's get out of the smoking room. This is a uh, it's it's gonna muck. It's going to muddy up the water too much. We won't be able to see clearly enough. You're right. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, so we, we head to, to the uh, the drinking room. Not the smoke. <laughs> the drinking room. <laughs> yes. All right. You make your way into the drinking room. Um, I'm going to fill up a small basin with some clear water, and I'm going to wait for it to settle. And then I'm going to cast a spell and say, show me the arrival of the ravenous cannibal in Heatstroke. Dave. Okay. That's why you don't let characters get to level 9, Neil. You've had plenty <laughs> of chances to kill us. Yeah, hey, you've been level bad. nine for months. You've I just been breaking bad. all the encounters. Now I'm going to break the fabric of the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, show me the arrival of the ravenous cannibal. In Heatstroke. Heatstroke. Do you have a, a link to the text of that, that riddle? I can send it to you. Would you? Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> 
Perfect. Um, so there's a chance of success here that I need to, I need to, we need to go over this. So because I have 17 wisdom, my base chance is 60%. Yep. Um, I don't get, if I've, I can, I can view an event multiple times and I get like a 20% bonus. So I've used one before that doesn't apply yep. here. Um, and then I can get one of one bonus from one of these following 20% if I participate in the event, 10% if I'm well informed and 5% if I'm slightly informed. I think you're probably slightly informed at this point. Yeah, You've got I know about it. I don't know much about the specifics. So okay, yeah. so we got a I have a 65. 65. Perfect. Give us a uh, D100. Right. Wouldn't it be 75 right. No. It's wisdom 17. No. no? Yeah, and... so I go up to 60. It's base 50 plus oh. 10% for my wisdom plus 5%. Oh, for okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Are you rolling low, short or high? No. I'm not rolling anything right now. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick, roll for me. I need like a solid minute to sign into Roll20 here because I have to go through multiple apps to get this to happen. I'm writing, this is on behalf of Fana, right? Seven. Nice. All right. And we all see this, right? It's like in the water. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, like, it's like a magic mirror, essentially. The waters ripple from the center, despite having no contact. Uh, they become murky, sort of bubbly. You know when water comes out of the faucet and it's sort of opaque and it looks like there's some whitish fluid, but then the bubbles just sort of disappear. It gets mm -hmm. that like um, lots and lots of little bubbles throughout the entire thing, becoming almost milky or creamy. And then the very center of it begins to clarify again. And you have this 45 degree angle down view uh, the pyramid in heat stroke and there is a large brass dragon bronze dragon brass they're basically the same color you know one of those two it's a little hard to see through the, the waters mm -hmm. and it is crawling along the edge of the pyramid you can see it's got one sort of like demonic monster in its teeth um, and as it crawls up the pyramid, you can see other little demon creatures on the side, sort of hiding from it, crouching away. The dragon crawls all over, looking for things to eat, eventually crawling down to the base of the pyramid and beginning to put its head inside. You can see uh, steam coming out as it probably uses some sort of breath weapon, some sort of gas flows out. And that's when, from all around it, dozens of these demons leap on it. It tries to pull its neck out, but something is caught on the inside. You can't quite see it. And the dragon struggles under the weight of the creatures on top of it, its head trapped inside the pyramid. And eventually, its thrashing slows and stops, and the creature lays dead. And then you see the demons begin to munch on it and eat it and continue to eat it. And the demons grow larger. They shapeshift. They start as these fairly basic, ordinary warrior-type demons. Um, and then they begin to shift, growing like long arms in multiple directions, and then shifting again and growing taller uh, with wings, and then shifting again and taking on another form. And then the five largest of these demons uh, having consumed most of the flesh of the dragon in a matter of hours consume each other until there is only one who has now just this 
big blob of goo who takes up residence within the chest cavity of the dragon and begins to spread out and crawl along the ground, crawling up onto the pyramid. And as it takes over the entirety of the structure, you can see it shifting the remains of the dragon along it. And that's when the time pool vanishes. Oh, shit. So that looks... That's the source of the flesh, then. Yeah. Do we know which dragon that is? That was probably Sky. Which one's that? One of the bronze dragons, right? The bronze dragon that we saw in the, the flesh heap before when I when I tried to scry. I told you about that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I recall now. That's that's the dragon's name, Sky. I never met I never met that one. So that dragon is allowed they seem to gain power by eating each other. I guess that makes sense. Hmm. <clears throat> and it, the dragon was so powerful that it allowed them to <clears throat> form into this thing. Okay, well, you know, maybe if we can blow that up. I still like the idea of an artillery run from the airship. It's <laughs> a good idea. It's gonna happen there. It's uh, it's dangerous up there. You'd have to. I don't even know who you'd have to convince. There's these, there's these weird three ghosts that follow everyone around to cast any magic, and they look like they would be very, very powerful. And I'm not really sure you can talk to them. I'm not really sure. It's a strange place, fun. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, you know, we could fly over there and drop some fireballs on it or something like that, but uh, I'm not sure that's going to be the wisest move. I think we should still focus on getting our containment in place. Yep. No, yeah, definitely. We want to seal it first, because that gives us more time to figure out how to kill it. Yeah, right, exactly. Plus, I know you never know, right? Like, if um, if we cut it off from, like, grass or whatever other organic matter around Heatstroke, it may eventually starve itself out or something like that possible perhaps Do you but if it can go around? back if it if it can go back through the portal then I think it might just retreat to its own plane at that point yeah do we think it came through the portal I guess we don't know that don't know so the demons <laughs> at the start Neil that the dragon was eating were they the same type of demons that we fought at Mr. Rapids mm-hmm. the shadowy ones the ones they, they no no, no these were the paws. The, the physical ones that were really solid and hard to kill. Yeah, so they, physical ones. This, the, the, physical the bits form, of bones okay. jutting out of them all over the place. And the After they transformed, did they still look shadowy or not? No, they, none of these looked shadowy at any point when you were observing through time pool. Okay. And did they have Mr. Rapids? No. I don't... I mean, that's up for you to remember or misremember as you will. God damn it. I'm going to be struggling uh, with this. For a long time. Um, Alright, Ban, can you cast any more of those today? Or? Not today, no. Right, so our next plan is to go to the to the mountains and hopefully not have to fight the Shadow Dragon because that would be very, very bad. I think we should head to Roxas first to uh, recruit a, a dwarf that could perhaps show us where to look for the crystals. because we Don't, don't we need to in. set up a circle for them first? I think, don't we, we already do that? Set up a circle on Roxas? Hmm? We've already got a circle in Roxas, but what I mean is we'll need to find the location of the crystals first, so if we bring it... We know where they us. are. They're by Lake Mysterium. I think I think we were told as much as they knew, so I think we need to find the crystals and set up a circle to teleport from from there. Do you not think... Okay, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that is the plan, but I don't know if it would be easier to find them with somebody who knows what to look for. They may be deeper than the rocks, you know, rather than just obviously on display. Like, we know they're in this area, like, down here, but... 
maybe we can go. I've got a circle. Maybe I can go, or I can project self and talk with someone there and ask if anyone would be willing to um, to come with us if they think that they can hold their own and the kind of combats we might run into. Mm -hmm. That may know about these things. If not, we'll go on our own and we'll look for it. I can do that uh, tomorrow, so I'll do that. So let's finish our let's finish um, our day. Malachi, do you have any any items that you need to learn the command words for? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a good. That's good though. Wow. Although it does leave me a little bit worried about the the security of your circles. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. That is a good point. Um, do you think we should try and find out what happened to Georg? He's got something that belongs to me and died with it, or at least he was turned to stone with it. It's not a million miles away that uh, we could find perhaps a scroll to turn him back if we ever did find him. Now, I'm not saying that I support turning him back and laying him loose in the world, but I wouldn't mind getting my sword back. I mean, Georg died helping us. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind bringing him back in general. Um, well, you didn't know him as well as I did, but not right now. I, I, it's something that we should do, but not yet. When things have settled down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I've got anything else to do right today, so. Tomorrow I'll swap out a dimension door for a project self. Okay. And a teleport for a teleport circle. Because I believe that if I just tell the dwarf to go to my circle, I can teleport him directly to me. Like, I don't think I need to be there because that's the, the circles, like, swap their contents, right? Yes, they do swap their contents. So I can not, not stand in mine and just be like, say, stand in the circle at 3 o'clock or whatever. And then I can cast it. Ooh. Or I can Do you have to be in. inside of it to activate it? No, I don't think so. Because the idea I was saying that I could transport um, materials like between them. So you've basically set up the teleporters from Star Trek. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> contents of the current circle will switch with the contents of the other circles, which the wizard knows the keyword. Yeah, it's actually just keyword activated, so yeah. you don't need to cast it. Yes, you no, do you need do to need cast to cast it. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's fine then. Um, okay, so I will finish drinking for the night. <clears throat> Head to bed, and I'll do this when I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys can pass out. Uh, I don't think there's anything particularly important we need to say. It's fine. We'll just go the next day. Okay, so when I wake up then, uh, I'll get dressed and stuff, and then uh, I'll s just sit on my chair in my study and cast Project Self to Roxas. Alright, you project yourself where in Roxas? Just in front of the the house of Lord the Dwarf Lords or whatever it is. You know, the Council, uh, of, city the council. council of Elders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
you find yourself standing before the Council of Elders, or before the building. All right, is the door open? Uh, it is. And standing around, looking aghast, are a couple dozen dwarves. Um, and you've just appeared out of thin air. And they're all I'm looking well, at you. I feel like I'm well known enough. I say, greetings, <clears throat> fellow dwarves. This is Malachi the Mage. I'm here to speak with the Elder Council. There's lots of... You just can't yourself like... Hearing out of nowhere. Give someone a hurt. But they all sort of back out of your way and... and grumble at their surprise, trying to save face for being shocked at your arrival. I keep a smile, but deep inside, I just, I'm disgusted. <laughs> uh, and I walk into the, I walk into the town hall and um, I always imagine this as like a nice marble floor and it's like a circular room with all the dwarves like sat high up around the room. I don't know why, is that what it's like? I was thinking like a semicircle at the far end of the room. Yes, okay, yeah. that's fine, yeah. But they're all yeah. kind of like sat raised upright. Of course, they've got to be up above everything so that they can look down. If a human comes in, they can't be sitting below the human, right? So they're up on like a slightly yes. higher platform. Um, so I walk in and I say, um, Elder Council of Dwarves, it is your friend, Malachi, the mage. Are you free to discuss? There are some other people standing around, like they're in the middle of a conversation. Okay. But well, I won't. They, I won't. Okay, fine. I mean, they, they're looking at you. A, a wizard yeah. has appeared on their doorstep <laughs> out of thin air and walks on in. They're not about to be like, sorry, technically, it's this other guy's turn, you know? This, uh, this is not an everyday event. They observe uh, you, and some of them recognize you, and uh, the lead uh, well, dwarf says... They should recognize me. I gave them a mithril set of chainmail. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the lead dwarf says, Malachi, what brings you here today? My friend uh, Van Hilsing and I are about to head off to Lake Mysterium to search for these crystals. And uh, I perchance wondered if there was one amongst you capable in combat who may be able to assist us in finding their location. Because uh, we're no miners ourselves, and I don't know how well hidden these things are. I don't want to get lost down there for weeks. But it's dangerous, and I wouldn't bring just anyone. Hmm. They look to each other. Do you speak Dwarven? I can never remember. No. Okay, then they begin to chat amongst one another. Um, there are fingers pointed at each other, hands, fists, uh, slamming on the ground in frustration, on the, the, the desk in frustration. Ooh. How the dwarves. Is this the level 15 dwarf that we get in the party? <laughs> <laughs> Chance of that happening. Well, if he does sound to be level 15, we might as well go kill the Shadow Dragon while we're there. <laughs> you can just eat the, the level drain and just not care. Yeah. Still be higher level than us. <laughs> right, the After 10 minutes, I don't know how long your spell lasts. Does it last at least 10 minutes? Oh, that's a good point. I think it lasts a while, but I'll check. Um, I don't know if it's in my main list because it's a custom spell, right? Oh, because it's in spells test. PHP. Uh, concentration duration. Perfect. Yeah. So you can easily sit there for 10 minutes. And yeah. at the end of it, the lead dwarf says, We can send you you can take with you 
one of our experts. There are few among us who are both experts at mining and experts at combat. Yes. <clears throat> I shall, uh, I shall ensure his safety. You will need to. We cannot afford to dismiss any of our great warriors right now. There are things on the move. Is we it need worth all the strength Sorry. here? Agreed. Why? What? What dangers threaten Roxas? Creatures that have come from the mountains. Dragon. The the blue dragon has been seen closer than before. Nothing has attacked us yet, but it is clear. Danger approaches. I have all the friends with a bone to pick with that blue dragon. Um, what creatures from the mountains? Uh, maybe once this is over, I can help you. But uh, time presses on me too, for now. Arakoras? Stone giants? Mountain giants? The occasional elemental has been seen too close to town. These and are then... things that I can deal with. Hmm. Your, um, your expert. Is it possible that I can speak to him now? Perhaps uh, he would be able to advise me and therefore not need to risk the journey himself. I'm not sure if this is the kind of knowledge that can be passed on or if he would need to see it himself. A, a wave is done and a flurry of pattering feet indicates a, a runner has been sent to find this person. I make small talk. <clears throat> Again, I guess I'll ask them about more about the... Do you fear the giants will attack the tower? We have stood against them for a long time. And we are... adept at fighting things too big for their own good. They may be problematic, but we have been here a long time. And we have no intention of leaving or surrendering our domain. Good. I would expect nothing less. Well, um... If I can be of help in the future, I shall. I, I'm wondering if there's any way that I could give you a chance to alert me if the worst should happen. But I don't think it's possible. Unless you have a wizard of your own, which I don't believe you do. Do not worry for us, Malachi the Mage. Very well. Thank you. Um, I shall wait for... Uh, I shall let you get back to your business and I will wait for your experts to arrive. Yeah. Who step, does step backwards? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a few minutes later, the expert arrives, huffing and puffing, face red. <sighs> he shows up, looks at you. You're sort of there, but also not really there. You're incorporeal and translucent. Um, oh, I thought it was actually undistinguishable, um, un but maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, projects an incorporeal image of themselves somewhere they can see. Projection can see, speak, uh, and I hear on the path. I have to clairvoyance it first. Sorry, I forgot yeah. about that. You got to clairvoyance it. <clears throat> uh, okay, so I guess he does know. So I say to him, um, um, "My friend, what is your what is your name? I am Malachi." Dig. Nice to meet you, Dig. Uh, I'm told that you're uh, an expert in mm -hmm. mining. Do you know wh of what we search in the Shadow Mountains by Lake Mysterium? I'm told you need to find something deep underground, and you need a dwarf to find it. 
that's right. Uh, your elders inform me that that area is known for extremely large crystals that may also possess magical potential. I don't know about no magic, but everyone knows of the great crystals in the mountains. Inaccessible. I am to I am to head there myself to look for these and to set up a teleportation circle so that your colleagues can begin excavating them. How difficult will it be for me to find them? I'm wondering if perhaps you could tell me how or if maybe you could accompany me and search for them with us. You can't just pass that on in a conversation. It takes a lifetime of research, of practice, of tasting the earth. Yes, well then, I fear that you'll have to accompany me on my journey. He shifts uncomfortably, um, but doesn't reject the offer. Okay. Um, Time is of the essence. Are you able to leave today? Um, he sort of like walks towards you as if he's trying to tell if you're really there or not. I back away if he's going to touch me. Okay. Um, he'll stop at that point. I. Well, you're not here, are you? You're not I, really here. I have, no, I have a circle in town. I can bring you to my party from where we will set out if you're ready to go. But uh, you can have some time to prepare yourself if you need. A, a week or two. A week or two. Can you? Mm-hmm. Is that essential? A week or two? Uh, with we are talking about the fate of Arcadia here. Can you make it quicker? Five days. I look to the council. Are they paying attention to this conversation? Rapt attention. Everyone is focused on it. What kind of read do I get on them? Do they do they seem to think that five days is reasonable? Yeah, there is sort of a, a nodding of heads. Okay. Very well. Um, Dig, when the sun rises in five days' time, you'll be at the circle in town. Understood? What circle? Uh, I'll show you, and I'll take him to the... I think it was like a, a room in the in this it's building. It's the attic of, someone, of an inn. Okay, it's the attic of an inn, yeah. yeah. I take him to it, and I say, you need to be here in, at dawn in five days' time. Make sure that... All of your possessions and yourself are within the circle. Not Looks crossing the, the boundaries. There is a, a small gaggle of other dwarves who have arrived to watch where you guys are going. Mm. Um, they stand about observing the circle, murmuring amongst themselves, and the, the dwarf like tentatively looks over it and looks back at you and goes, is it safe? As long as you're within the circle, it's safe. He goes down and like sniffs at it and pokes the silver and gold. All right. I can do it. Good. I will message you the day before to make sure that uh, you're on course. He seems confused, but nods in in acceptance, acquiescence. Okay. So I'm about to disappear, and I say, uh, Dick, I I thank you for your efforts in this, and I understand that the world you live in is very different to the world I live in, and you're not used to magic and the things that are possible. And uh, I just want you to know that I understand your distrust of this whole thing, but I appreciate your your bravery in this matter, and um, the whole world will thank you. And then I go to shake his hand, and as he touches my hand, I disappear. All right. 
Okay, I'll stop back up and find Van. Um, Van, I, I spoke to the dwarves of Roxas. They're going to send someone, but it's going to take five days for him to get here. So we have more time for research or preparations. I was thinking that um, if we are to run into the dragon down there, perhaps there are some breath weapon scrolls that I could create that may help. Well, we already have protection from breath weapon, don't we? Um, I've got protection from petrification. I think you can cast a spell to... I mean, we don't know that in-game, though, that protection from negative energy is going to defend against its breath weapon, so I'm not sure that we can really say that. But uh, I mean, Hold on. I don't... I think it's a scroll, Malachi. There is... A, you have a spell protection from negative energy that would stop its breath Oh, weapon. I do have that, too, yeah. Yeah. but That, uh, one, yeah, that one is helpful, but not as... Um, if we have something that we can use to create like a, an impenetrable barrier, that would be much, much more useful. Yeah, let me see. Is it, so its breath is negative energy, right? Is it ethereal in nature? Oh, I suppose I do know because it did use its breath weapon on me. So actually, I do know that it's negative energy. So I yeah, say that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah is it, it, is it negative energy ethereal in nature? No. No? Damn. No. Um, that would have been, been very nice. Where are the scrolls, Neil? Are they in the DMG? Uh, some of them are in the DMG, yeah. Which scrolls yeah. are you looking for? Dragon some of them are, are custom. Only the individual reading the scroll is protected. And it lasts 2d4 plus 4 rounds. So it's long enough for the battle, but we need three of them. Two of them, sorry. Yeah. No, three. Is Darth coming? Have you spoke to him about this? I, I don't think we need Darth to go. I, I mean, Darth is what? Like a 6th level fighter? I'm not going to throw him up against a Shadow Dragon. <laughs> Well, no, but we're not going to fight the Shadow Dragon. Maybe he wants to come along. We days, can ask, right? yeah. I mean, otherwise he's just going to be sitting on his ass here in a, here in a, Von Theris. Like I think much we, else to do. I think we should ask. Um, Either way, if we have five days, I have some more some more events that I can scry on. Definitely. Well, let's do that. But um, how long does it take to make these protection from breath weapon scrolls? You know, dragon breath scrolls. So, is that a weak pass scroll? I have to look it up. Yeah, scroll. I think it's a day per level of the spell. Mm. Inscribing the uh, spell onto a scroll takes one day per spell level, while creating a protection scroll takes one full week of uninterrupted work. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, so, okay. which scroll are you making? Dragon Breath Protection. Protection from Dragon Breath? Yeah. yeah. That would take a week. Okay. Uh, so we're only taking five days, so I won't do that then. We'll just have to rely on the negative energy protection. Yeah, if it comes to that. Um, yep. I can, can I make scrolls of stone skin? Oh yeah, we've got the two other fighters with us, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Cal Lucio and Cal Bell, so actually we'll have quite a nice party. Can I create... Uh, stone skin scrolls, Neil. How does that take? One day per spell level. One day per spell yeah, level? Yeah, so four days. So um, I'll, make a I'll make a stone skin scroll. Oh, it's also hard to make. Fourth level scrolls require, like, exotic components. Yes. Uh, there is a, a difficulty yeah. in components with these sorts of things. Yeah, third Had level you... and below is the easy stuff to make. Have you already made a scroll of protection from dragon breath? No, but it might be in Falstaff's tomb, how to make it. Okay. Because uh, there is some research that needs to be done if you have not created a scroll before. Yeah, no, I think leaving that for now anyway. 
there's no research required for spell scrolls or for protection scrolls that mirror spells available to them. Okay, never mind. So if you know how to cast anti-magic shell, you can create a scroll of protection for magic without performing any kind of research. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you will just need a material and a process. And stone skin is a fourth level spell? Yeah. That will require an exotic ingredient. Yeah. So doing third level and below is the easy stuff. Um, so like I, I was talking with Neil about this and the example I came up with was like a rare component would be griffin blood where an exotic component would be like griffin blood willingly given mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. do we have anything on hand that could act as such a thing hmm. I don't think I necessarily do have access to anything like that but um Maybe yeah. uh, maybe Falstaff's got some line around something. Okay, so a scroll of stone skin is going to require an exotic ingredient. Um, I think for our purposes, we're gonna need some, maybe like a a bit of an earth elemental, or um, yeah, maybe the scale of a steel dragon. Um, something like that, and it's going to need an exotic uh, aspect to it. Like Sean said, maybe willingly given or... So the only thing I can think of is those stones that the dragon gave me that were under the... that went from deep within the mountains. And I, ha- I was having them stored in Yetel to make the portal, eventually. Did I think stones the dragons gave you? What stones? So Beleriand, I spoke to him as, you know, when we were trying to make the portal, I needed some sort of rocks that were very well grounded in this plane. And he had the ro- an earth elemental carry a bunch of stones. Mm, or, mm-hmm. or it was an earth elemental and then it turned into a bunch of stones and that it's being stored in a warehouse in Yetel. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. would work. Um, but it's by the time I get to Yetel and get the stones, I'm not going to have the four days to make the scroll. So No, yeah, you would need more than that. Things like... Um... A lock of a goddess's hair, or steel smelted from a fallen star, or an archmage's bones, or a faceted diamond never exposed to light. Wait Those a are the sorts of ingredients. An archmage's bones, because I do have access to that. Well, that's a that's an example of an exotic ingredient. So in your case, you would need something more connected to earth or stone. Yeah. Um, but something of that same, like, nigh impossible to recover. The blood of the elder dwarves of Roxas. Yeah, maybe something like that. You know, the... Uh, I, okay, I, I'm just going to... Um, so I can make a third level scroll without problem. You, Van, you do what you're going to do, and I'll look to see if there's anything. I'm just trying to protect the dwarf or something. Yeah, I've been spending time... Uh, I don't have my spell list here, so I've been rebuilding my spell list from scratch. Nice. Which uh, uh, takes a long time in second edition. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Uh, so it's like two of those. Um, so I guess while while Nick's working on his thing, I'm gonna do another time pool here, Neil, because I have five days worth. Really four, I guess, if I want to save my 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 fifth day for the spells. Okay. Um, before we do the next, can we take a little break? I just need to visit yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Why don't we take a short break, and when we come back, we will time pool and make some scrolls, and maybe go on an adventure. See yes. you guys on the other side of a break. Bye bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. All right. Do it, Sean. 
All right. Um, I've got I've got days here while we wait for the dwarf and while Malachi does his thing. So at some point I'll head into the drinking room. For the record, the, uh, I'd like to be around for any castings of time pool. I don't think it's too much to ask for a knock on the door and be like, hey, I'll to cast this if you want to come and watch. Right. <laughs> I think I, I think I forget for the first one though. All right. Um, okay. Because well. because for the first one I'm gonna I'm gonna set up time pool. Um, and I'm going to say, show me the event that sparked the breaking of the world. Oh, oh that's an shit. interesting one. Yeah. Uh, so I need to make a roll really fast, because I know nothing about the event, so it's just a flat 60% chance. And we fail. All right, never mind. Woo! <laughs> Technically, dust. I could try again tomorrow, but I might not, so... <laughs> I don't know. What what other things do we have to time pool here still, Nick? Um, the when Malchus, how Malchus arrived on the material plane. Or, wait, what was it? No, well, like about like why is um, why is stars left the sky? Hang on, let me read the wording from that. Ooh, Let's we see. could do show me the disappearance of the winter gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do, yeah. Uh, Malchus arriving in Arcadia slash the Shadow Plane. So, yeah, I don't know, it's a tough one to words, but... Show me the where... arrival of Malchus in the Prime Material Plane. Or... Or Malchus' always... descent into the Prime Material Plane. You could say, show me Malchus after he left the sky, or something like that. I kind of like descent into, right? It implies that he's, like, coming down to our world. Yeah. And then we're going to see Vanla. God damn it. We should, we should I'm worried that like if we saw it, we would just way. see him like descend down from the sky, right? We'd see like divine intervention for saying, be like, yep, that was cool. We knew that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens to Heatstroke? Um, you know, what? I'm going to do one for Georg really fast. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I still got three more attempts because I want to save my my fifth day of fifth level spells since that's when we head out. Or wait, yeah. did he say he needs five days, or he'll be ready on the fifth day? I told him to be ready on the fifth morning, the dawn of the okay. fifth day. So yeah. So four forecast. All right. So next time, Neil, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do one for Georg here. Okay. Um, and the spell we're gonna cast is. So we're gonna do time pool again the next day. You don't do anything on these days, right, Nick? You're just researching. Yeah, I'm not really. Oh, I'm gonna make. Let's say what scrolls I'm gonna make now. I'm gonna make a third level scroll of. Uh, what was it? Haste. Okay. And a second level scroll of. Something to protect this dwarf if things go to shit, like invisibility. Okay. Um, yeah. they will each need individual inks, and after we do, uh, Sean's thing, I'll see what sort of inks we need, and if they will be, uh, available in a store, or if you'll have to do something unusual for them. Okay. So, time pool. Yeah, I cast time pool, and I'm going to say, show me the fate of Georg the Dimensionalist. No. So that way, if he got gobbled up, I will probably know. And if not, we'll probably see his statue mounted somewhere. So this is an interesting thing because you may or may not have observed his fate, right? If you yeah, watched yeah. him I, die, I, then your yeah. chances and that's, higher. Well, so that's what I was going to say. Is it a 10% bonus because I'm well-informed about the event, but I may or may not have participated in it? Right. I think you right. roll and Neil doesn't tell you. 
Well, okay, maybe, yeah, Neil that makes roll sense. It, maybe Neil should roll it for He might have also died when he got petrified. So in that case, it would be the 20%. Yeah, that's what I mean. So maybe Neil should roll it for you so he can tell I'll, you. I'll roll it possible. and he knows what the what the target is. It's either yeah. 70 or 80, I think. Yeah, but if you get a 75, you're going to know. Well, it's just special. Well, I'll know if the spell fails or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to roll it here. Um, I don't know if it's 70 or 80, but we'll find out afterwards. Um, it passes no matter what. So nice. let's learn about Georg's fate, Neil. Are we going to have to go on a separate side mission to rescue Georg now? <laughs> You have five and a half days before Georg starves to death. <laughs> you were taken back in time to Misty Rapids, where you guys are standing along the road. There's some barriers up in front of you. The people are behind you getting ready to flee the city. These demons appear and they start charging the lines. Then this huge one with these blue scales and the smoke and these horns comes and it unleashes a gout of breath weapon on him and Georg turns to stone. And you guys realize it's time to flee and you, you flee and the demons follow you and the gatebreaker follows you. And then another demon comes up. Um, this one is tall and thin with long white hair. And it looks at Georg with his head cocked to the side, um, approaches him places a hand on his forehead. There must be some sort of intonation of words, some sort of oh innate spellcasting. And the amulet around Georg's neck begins to glow with a, a bright light. And that's when the this tall demon with long white hair stops a couple of others who are marching by. And you see them pick up the statue between four of them and carry it off to the north. All right. We might have a side quest to rescue Georg at some point. <laughs> we could try. I think you're going to have to scry on him next time we want to try and see something about him. You know, see if he's uh, dead or not. Vaughn, um, hmm. the portal into the Shadow Plane that we took to get you, mm -hmm. uh, Georg had been there before. And um, in the room where the portal was on the Shadow Plane, you probably didn't get a chance to look because we were to be being shocked by the demons that were coming through but there was um the, it seemed like that room was there to store something uh, mm -hmm. that had been taken away something to do with malchus and something that georg seemed extremely cagey about now this amulet i see him i've seen him reaching i saw him reaching for that amulet multiple times when we were with him it seemed to be a an intrinsic thing that he just did when he was nervous or or, or concentrating i think maybe that amulet that that demon took from Georg's statue uh, could be extremely dangerous and powerful. And if they've got that in heat stroke, well, it's something to be worried about, but also something to be uh, something to be gained. Possibly. It, we, we were aware of Georg having quite a few powerful magical items on him. That was that was always one of the dangers of his being petrified. Yes. They also have a, he also had a five plus sword, which I, I don't know if they've got that. I, I think that might be the lesser of our concerns. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you're the one who's going to fight the Demon Lord with the five plus sword at the end. So, yeah, it maybe is your concern. Um, all right, well, that was helpful. Uh, yeah, so maybe I should scry on Georg then. Or scry on the amulet. Did I get a good look at the amulet in that time pool? I think the events of the time pool are somewhat... Hey, let me double check. It might it, That might just be um, reflecting pool. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if you would have had a, a really good look at it. You did know the man for a period of time, and you would yeah. have seen him with it. But that was ages ago, and he was definitely it never let amulet? you... Yeah, he never let me touch it, and I don't even think he ever let me see it, really. Like, I did catch glimpses of it, but I don't think mm -hmm. I actually ever properly like, saw it. Like, was it a super distinctive-looking amulet? Because he might be able to, to do something with that. Because, like, even if he caught glimpses of it, if it stood out very heavily, that might be enough. Hmm. Well, you... I'm going to need Good. Nick. Have Malachi make me an intelligence check to see it, what he remembers from what he has seen. Um, and then we'll determine yeah. what you may have seen. Especially because nice. Malachi's well, in... 20. Yeah, see, Malachi's a nosy motherfucker. He's been... Yeah. He, he'd been, you know, sneaking peeks at that amulet as much as he could. Okay, so if you've ever seen it, you have a, a clear memory of it. Oh, wait. And I... So Ayo's just reminded me. Um, remember when we all got naked and hung out with Porvin in the... <laughs> In the by Lake Mysterium, and he told us where the uh, where the Chimera's lair was. I think Gaeg must have been wearing it then, but, like when he took his clothes off. I think that was maybe when I saw it the best, the most clearly. You guys hung out with Bourbon. The twenty on the the twenty on the intelligence check is remembering the time that he just got naked with Gaeg and something. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrus Bellows actually, Antyrus. Now I, he must have. No, if he had taken it off, he would have lost spells that he had memorized. So there's no way he would have taken it off. Maybe he, like, wrapped it around his hand or something. You definitely would have seen it. You yeah. would recognize the gold disc with three little gemstones in it with a larger gemstone set in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, what can I do with that knowledge? I can't. I don't, I don't think I can clairvoyance it, but could you reflect and call it? Could you... Um, could you, like look at the current owner of the show me the last time the reflecting pool scries on people i believe not objects yeah um, okay this is a, a problem well, maybe well, yeah go back go back to your scrolls malachi we'll worry about yeah. that later yeah yeah okay speak to you later and go back to the cellar all right neil it's gonna be time tomorrow for one more attempt at the the thing that you probably don't want to answer and then no, if, it, if it doesn't work that means that fate has ordained that it remains a mystery sure i i have answers sort of okay i am i am prepared for this question should it okay. succeed okay you also have commune as well Vam, uh which allows you to talk to cheese yeah right yeah i mean i've already kind of talked to cheese sometimes you know yeah, like I, I, I think part of the reason point. I'm not that that worried about the, the ability to commune is like I've done it before. <laughs> yeah, Might I figure if we get really stuck, point. yeah, if we get like really stuck, I'll um, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll hit up Cheese, be like, hey, you got some answers for me. But other than that, yeah, we'll let her do her thing. All right, um, maybe I'll go and have a word with Darth while we've got to ask him if he wants to come on the adventure. Maybe we both can. I'll, I'll take care of that. You need to do your studying. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably head down. I mean, I, I have nothing else that I'm doing on the days aside from the, the time pool. So I'll head over to the church and see how Darf is coming along. Uh, Darf is pacing back and forth, um, his brow furrowed, and he takes a, a bit of a look of relief when you walk in and actually comes up to you and says, Van Helsing. Prince Van Helsing? That's right. Yes. My Highness, You're, I'm not going to call you Your Highness. <laughs> that's that's fine. Everybody else does. I could use a little bit of normalcy in my life. Good, good. Um, where's Joris? Last I heard, he was in Stromheim. Last I heard, Stromheim was under siege. 
I haven't heard anything about that. And I, I kind of like look over on the priest Stromheim. What what's the news from there? No one, no one knows. They're too busy with their stuff over here. It's a continent away or kingdom away. Yeah. If you give me a day, Darf, I can uh, I can attempt to ascertain Joris's location for you. He's been good to me for mm -hmm. a long time, and I've done little but make his life harder for him. Up until now, it's been fun and games, but if he's missing, I I feel compelled to find him. I understand. Well, I can I can help you out with that tomorrow morning. How's that sound? Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. And um, uh, speaking of, if Joris is doing well at the moment, I uh, Malachi and I have a bit of a bit of a journey that we're going on. If you're interested. Have you, are you aware of the general state of the world? How long have you been in, been in fortune? Ah, it's just a haze of tongues and lips and blood. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you aware of the general state of heatstroke and the, the mound of flesh that has been creeping across the landscape from it? No. There's a, uh, there's an invasion from the plane of demons. That's uh, slowly overtaking Arcadia. Ugh. Yeah, Malachi and I are going to Lake Mysterium in the near future to uh, to attempt to find some crystals that we're going to use to attempt to seal them behind a, a magical gate. But we need to find those crystals first. We need to mine them. It's probably going to be a dangerous journey. That that particular neck of the Shadow Mountains isn't too uh, too friendly. But if you're interested, it could be time for some more adventuring. I didn't inadvertently cause this problem, did I? No. Okay, good. No. Whew. Well, I would be happy to try and pay back some of my debts to you all. Whatever it takes, if Joris is safe, of course. Of course, yes. If Joris needs your help, I'll uh, I'll send you on your way. Hmm. Okay. Good. And um, that that time pull spell. Is that something you can do whenever? I do have one spare casting. What what are you thinking? August 6th, 1508. How many years back is that, Neil? Like three, four years ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know what this is going to be. There's this little tavern. <laughs> there was a barmaid named Jenna. <laughs> we shared a beautiful night together. I would love more than anything to relive it. <laughs> oh, I've I, uh... been thinking about Jenna for years. <laughs> I don't know what's become of her, but... I, I can only show you a handful of minutes of it, Darth. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all there was. It's a brief, right. beautiful moment in time. All right, all right. Tell you what, I... If Joris is okay, then we can do that one the day after tomorrow, and I'll just leave you to your thing in that room. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. I just, I just, I wanted to relive a magical moment, you know, even if I could only see it one more time. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a little weird, but no, 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 it's it's fine. Um, you know, a man has memories and dreams. I, I understand. I, I have something I need to attempt to do with it tomorrow, but the day after that, assuming you haven't gone off in search of Joris, we can uh, we can get that one taken care of for good, you. Good, good. And um, can we keep this one between us? Of course. Thank you. Thank you. He pats you on the shoulder and uh, leaves. All right. 
<laughs> you know, I can't really give him too much shit. I did use solipsism to, to conjure. I, I recall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. nice. All right. Malachi. Mm -hmm. Spells. Uh, yeah, Which so spells it was in, 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 in Viz and. God, fucking hell, what was it again? Um, in Viz on Haste. Okay. We're still under the impression that Haste doesn't cause a system shock to check, right? Does age you by one year, but. A, a, a scroll of invisibility needs a crystal of perfect clarity. Um, like a 100 GP diamond. Um, and then case. Haste. Haste, 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 haste. Ooh, I already... I do not already have an ingredient for that. So we will need... Rabbit's blood. Rabbit's blood? Yeah. Uh, no, no. A rare ingredient, not rabbit's blood. That's a common ingredient. Uh, you're gonna need <laughs> rabbit's feet, rabbit's ra ra rabbit legs, willingly given. <laughs> that's, no, that's exotic. <laughs> okay, Voldemort. <laughs> oh yeah, what about the blood of a prince? Uh, you're gonna need no. You will need um, uh, blood of an elf and uh whiskers of a bleak dog i mean all right we don't do it then i'm not gonna get those in the next couple of days well blood actually, of a prince blood oh, of well, an unless elf they're in the might shop be, blood of an elf and whiskers of a blink dog are conceivably around like okay um, that's not actually the scariest thing or uh most right, difficult then. thing yeah. and i could get a 100 gold piece gem right i'm probably got one of my character sheet will a pal work uh, no, no, no. It has to be a clear uh, gemstone. Perfectly clear gemstone, like a 100 GP diamond. Okay, well, maybe I can switch a pearl out for a, a 100 GP diamond, pay an extra 10 gold or something, and then see if I can buy these other things from... Sure. Um, so um, you can... Yeah. Brunhilda, is that her name? What's her name? Brunhilda, I it probably is. I think I feel like that's her name. The woman yeah. who owns the magic shop. Uh... Cinder is the assistant magic shop owner is... Yeah, Brudella. Brudella, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and she has another assistant somewhere as well, but that doesn't matter. And then right there's now. Lydia the Diviner in the keep. Yeah. Okay, so Brudella. I'll go and ask her then. Sure. Uh, if you want to exchange your 100 GP pearl for one hundred, her 100 GP diamond... Uh, there will be like a 10% transaction fee so she can make a profit. Okay. <laughs> ten, 10 gold dropped. And then does she have the other things? The black uh, dog. It is going to be a 70% chance for each one of them. And I will let you roll it. So two D100s, 70% or lower. Wow, I am so pale. Oh, yes. Ooh, Wait, how much? Uh, 70 or 75? Seven zero. So the oh. blood of an elf is not available, but the whiskers of a blink dog are available. Was it either or? or? You need uh, both. Ah. Yeah, because they're not super rare components, but so there's two of them. Um, they're just out of elven blood today. You know? 
there. The elf that they bleed has been busy with something else. Do you know okay, of so any elves right now? I mean, I know an elf in Akuba, but I'm not going to go and like hit scroll for yeah. a blood. I don't think. <laughs> so uh, I'll just make the invis scroll. All right, cool, done. All right. All right. So if this is the day before the um, the dawn of the fifth day, I'll send a message to the um, ascending. Today message. was the second day. Oh, okay. One yeah, because I still have two more days of casting. We, we got a lot of... Five days turned out to be a surprisingly large amount of time to work with. Yeah. All right, let's give us the next one. All what right, so for time pool today, let's go and try it again. We're going to give one more shot, one one more attempt at uh, show me the event that sparked the breaking of the world. Okay. Um, so let's go and take that 60% chance. Nice. Hmm. Cynthia Magger is watching this with a great amount of interest, I imagine. It's an interesting question and an interesting answer. Yeah, because I see, I say sparked it because it's like, I assume there could have been multiple factors that went into it, but there's probably an event that was like, all right, it's time. This is going to happen now, right? Like, usually there are multiple factors that lead up to something happening, but then there's one um, inciting incident. And that's kind of what I'm searching for here. Yeah, because if you if you time pulled the events that led to the start of World War One, you would there's see the assassination. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, you would see the well, assassination. That's the inciting incident. And then you yeah. have, like, the years of growing political unrest in Europe. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is the, the straw that broke the camel's back? The... <laughs> The it's last probably thing just like, that happened. Like, like a priest walking through the temple being like, fucking Martha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, that's good confirmation, because then we can we can know that like church scripture scripture is is <laughs> fundamentally correct about that, right? Yeah, that's true. You see a unknown land. Mountains you've never seen before. Trees, forests odd birds in the sky and then there is a bright flash of light and uh, there's like a shiver or a wind that blows through the trees and the birds begin to drop out of the sky and in the distance you can sort of maybe see some people uh, in a panic running down a mountainside. How long does time pool last, by the way? I've kind of just uh, number been of rounds. monologuing. Yeah, right. it's a number of rounds. I think it's okay. 10 minutes for me, nine minutes, nine minutes. Um, you have a view of this cave, like the, the view shifts to this cave where there is a, a pulsating blue light uh, spilling out from this chamber um, and there is like a lines of uh, like heat waves rising, sort of like this. Uh, uh, you know, when you look at like a hot road, and you can kind of see the the waves of uh, the distortion from the heat. You can like see the distortion from the heat in this room where there's this like pulsating blue light. Mm -hmm. um, and stepping out from within this chamber is an elf clad in chain mail wielding an arming sword at one side, a bow and quiver over his back. Um, 
he's not like other elves you've seen. He's got these like uh, long, longer ears that almost like hang and like flop. Like and his face is sort yeah, of yeah, like uh, wow elves. Maybe I don't know wow elves very well. Or what? Yeah, they have like really long, spiky ears and then like the super long yeah. eyebrows. Uh, yeah, it's not quite like long and spiky. It's more droopy. Okay. Yeah, droopy, okay. and they're the, these elves uh, seem to be like shorter Yoda. and yeah, yeah, like Yoda. Uh, yeah. Sure, like Yoda, yeah. Uh, but short, and I guess that's also like Yoda. Yes. <laughs> You see some fucking Yodas, man. Yeah, that's what goes on. <laughs> no wonder that was so hard to kill. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Um, that's a little concerning. I'm going to head down to the, the temple after that one. Uh, this is the one that I, I conveniently, again, forget to knock on Malachi's door to, to invite him over for this one. Yeah, sorry. kind of keeping this one as a as a cleric need to know, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> what's the what's the name of the uh, the head cleric at this place again? I don't have any of my notes on me. Uh, don't think there is one in Bonfires. Is, is Mother Greta? Greta. Okay, so I'm gonna walk into the the temple and wait for a good chance to to, to talk to Greta alone. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, you can find her. She recognizes you, and if it looks like you want to speak to her, she will find you. Yeah, I. Uh, She's a dwarf, three foot five, ninety-one pounds, a uh, hundred years old, left-handed. Oh no, hold on, that's High Cleric Mother Gilda. Wait a minute. Oh, this is going to the wrong page. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Mother wait. Greta. What was She's her name? She's a human. She's is, at it, five it seven, one hundred fifty-one pounds. Yeah, it is Greta. Okay. My links are broken. They're sending me to the okay. wrong documents. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, you find Mother Greta. All right. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna once I have a chance to flag her down and talk to mm -hmm. her alone. I'm gonna kind of like shakily pour a glass of wine and say I I I, I, I um, I've discovered something rather concerning. Uh, she meekly sips at it um, in some antechamber. I suppose it doesn't change much about her present circumstances, but it it concerns the breaking of the world. What, what do you know of the events that uh, that sparked it? People had become corrupt, using godly powers for personal ends. Mankind had grown lawless. Not lawless, but uh, irreverent. Dismissing the higher deities for their own personal ends. The self-serving nature of people ran afoul of the gods and they struck us down. That's why there is no more resurrection. We have lost their trust. I thought much faith. the same thing. I, um, I, uh, have I been telling you, I, I discovered the, the ability to, to conjure images of the past recently and I've been I, I have a little bit of spare time before we go off on our next journey so I've been making use of it and I, I checked the inciting incident of the breaking thinking that I would see something much like that some some corrupt cleric somewhere finally made the 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 last decision that that brought the the wrath of the gods down upon the world but what I saw was something fundamentally different there was a uh, a font of magic that looked arcane in nature a number of very bizarre looking elves were were congregated around it and they created some sort of blast of magic that 
caused widespread damage, birds falling from the sky. This wasn't the breaking itself. It seems like they did something calamitous themselves, and perhaps that brought the breaking down after them. What if... What if the breaking of the world was meant to combat a greater threat? If that was the case, why would they not tell us? Why would they not say, we have done this not to punish you, but to help you? Maybe, maybe there was a kernel of truth in that teaching. Maybe humanity had become corrupt. Maybe some punishment was a part of it. But maybe it wasn't what led to the event happening. Hmm. Or maybe there's more to this story and we don't know all the information. Maybe they didn't want the truth of this to come to light. Hmm. Your... Your spells come from your goddess, Cheese. She fuels them, powers them, feeds them to you. Whatever you saw was what she wanted you to see. That may have been the thing- She grants me the spells, but we we shape it ourselves. They they give us the ability to perform our magics, but we, we perform the magics fundamentally. We do, but I wonder if maybe that was Cheese's breaking point you saw, or if that was Mm. the breaking point for everyone. It's possible. Or maybe she showed me because the gods weren't at a consensus. Maybe. It is an interesting thing you've seen. Do you know where it was? Um, So you you had me like looking at mountains and landscape, right? It was a very unfamiliar place. Mm Mm-hmm. The breaking of the world, did it fundamentally alter the geography of the world, or did yes. it simply... Absolutely, It, it was yeah. unrecognizable. The canals of Arcadia were created, the mountain range, this big-ass right. mountain range, the sea. Uh, yeah, it fundamentally changed the geography. New land masses arose, old land masses disappeared. The existing, the ones that stayed were ripped apart and altered. Mm-hmm. A once peaceful land would be turned, like a once like a gentle rolling hills would be turned into like huge mountains and jungles with uh, entirely different climates. Everything did, changed. Did the elves on this landmass exist before the breaking of the world? Is this a question to her or to me? Yeah, to, to her. Uh, uh, in Arcadia? Yes. Yes, they, they did. I, I call them elves, but they were something very different that I saw. More like a distant cousin to elves, hmm. if that makes sense. Smaller, larger ears, floppier. I I do not know what they are, but the elves here have been here for a long time. They're, they say, and this may be more rumor than truth, but they say the eldest one of them remembers the time before the world broke. That could just be hearsay. I don't believe elves live quite that long. Certainly, some dragons might, but elves... Especially if dragons were from other worlds originally. Hmm. I don't know if dragons have a maximum lifespan. I don't know if elves do, to be honest. Well, if it, if they weren't really elves. I guess it could have been a species that went extinct after. Or maybe something from Solemn. Hmm. Something from Caldonia. She nods. 
any of those things are plausible. And while I'm concerned about this, it has been a long, long time. That's true. I don't. I don't think this alters the the our present circumstances much, but it's hmm. something to think on. It is. It is. What? What caused you to question your existing knowledge on this subject? I've been learning a lot of things in in recent days that have made me made me question the things that I always believed to be true. Hmm. She looks at you as if she wants more information. I think he kind of leaves it at that. For, for Fair now. enough. She doesn't push. Um, she will uh, make the symbol of a Loomis, a, a circle with, mm-hmm. I believe it's eight uh, points coming off of it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, I will offer to show her what I saw in the time pool tomorrow when I can learn more. Because I still have one more day. Then maybe you can pick out something more about the geography than I could. It was never really my strong suit. I am not quite ready to see that yet. That may, if it changes everything I know about how we came to be, I'm not sure if I'm in a right spot to have my I understanding of the world shattered. I understand. I will consider it though. And maybe one day in the future, if we make it that long. (laughs) If ever I gain the power you have, maybe we can compare notes separately. (laughs) I hope that day comes. Anyways, I have more work to do today. I'll, uh, I wish you luck with your, with your sermons. She lets, she leads you out? Yep. Um, I'm gonna go pick up Darth really fast, because I promised to, uh, try and find Joris for him. Um, I guess going through town, I'll ask what news people have been hearing from Stromheim, or what news people have been hearing about Stromheim. Not much, you know, after Eridon fell, uh, information just stopped flowing out of it. You know, there's just... Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so there's really no reliable rumors of recent... Okay. Yeah. Um, so picking that up still, I'm just gonna kind of give up on that and head back and get Darf. Oh, I, I guess we need to go into the woods because that's be a natural pool of water. So I, I head out into the uh, the woods a little bit and let him know that we're gonna we're gonna go and find out where where Joris is. And I think this one is a perfect chance because I know Joris very well. Let me double check. Because this is based on the crystal ball. Yeah, it might it might only be eighty five since he's personally well known. Let me double check it. Uh, and yeah, it's crystal ball. Yeah. Dungeon master's guide. Magical items. Selenius, Crystal Ball. Personally, well known is one hundred percent. Perfect. So unless he's on a different plane, it should work. Okay. Uh, let me put the dice up on screen. Um, and, and this one takes a while because I think it's a two-hour casting time for Reflecting Pool. Okay. You and Joris go out into the woods. You Darf. find a a pool. Sorry, Darf go out into the woods. You find a suitable pool, perhaps one that you know well by now that you've used mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, we might even just have like a little ditch in the ground that we that we occasionally fill up whenever we need it. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because you can. I, I remember now. I was always wondering like why I kept using a basin if it had to be natural. We can we can use basins of water. It just has to be in a natural setting, so we can take oh, like right. a basin outside. Okay. It is a two-hour casting time. Yep, but I've got the time today, so you do. Um. How deep in concentration do you think you have to be in casting this spell? Um, that's a great question. I would assume I can stop it, but if I get past a certain critical point, probably like halfway in, the spell has already started to like fundamentally be cast, and I, I would fizzle it if I stopped. Okay, but you, you believe you're aware of what's going on around you while you're doing it? Yeah, so I probably asked Darth, like, you know, keep keep an eye out for anything nearby, and only like interrupt me if it's something very important because uh, yeah. because it could fizzle the spell. Yeah, I think that's a, a non-issue then. Um, okay. We often roll over or kind of skip over the dangers of being outside when you it's right near your oh, home. Oh yeah. Uh, but I did. I, I often roll for encounters, and we found one. It was just a small patch of goblins, but I think you come out of the reflecting pool and see Darf, like, cleaning his sword from <laughs> goblin blood on it. Okay. Um, I, I bel I'm not going to roll for it, but I think Darf can take, like, a d6 plus two goblins by himself by yeah. now. I, think that's I mean, he's, what, issue. like, level seven or eight or something at this point? Actually, he's probably more like six. Five? Right? Six? Something like that? Five or six, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, he was a sheriff of a town, so he was at least five. Yeah, um, and he yeah. was he was like a little four or something when he was adventuring with us at least. He's probably five or six somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I believe he can take d six plus two goblins. So I'm not gonna roll for the battle. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay. And you reflecting pool on on Joris. Yep. Okay. This is a perfect time to take our second break and leave right. you guys wondering, and we'll find out what happens on the other side of a break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. All, All right. right. We have our plan, so let's do the last time pool for Darth. Oh, and we need to work on what happens to Joris. We're not doing the time pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, I already used time pool today, but we're doing the, the reflecting pool for Joris. Right. Yeah. Which is Joris. Um... You see Joris sitting around a small table with Queen Kiara Sanguin and her advisors, and they mm -hmm. are having a conversation. Um, can you hear through Reflecting Pool? I don't remember. Let's find out. Reflecting. Reflecting Pool. Oh, it's Properties of the Crystal Ball, which I have here. Um, comprehend language. I believe so. There's comprehend languages, which makes me think that you can do, um, you can hear. Yeah, if you can cast comprehend languages through that, definitely implies the ability to hear. It's like a crystal ball, right? That's probably what you want to read. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Viewing beyond the periods or frequencies noted will force the wizard to roll a saving throw versus spell each round. Oh, uh, if I were trying to, like, look into other planes or something? Oh no no no! Trying to trying to look for too long or too many times a day. Mm -hmm. 
Wait, you said that comprehend languages can be cast through can be cast upon the user of the crystal ball to increase his chance of using the device successfully. Comprehend languages, read magic, and provision in tongues, which suggests to me that you can um, that you can hear through it. It doesn't say though. Yeah. Actually, let me see if it says sound is even... casting these things improves the chance of using the device successfully. Yeah, and I can't imagine why tongues would work if you couldn't hear anything. Right? Yeah, I think it's probably... Oh, but those spells can't be cast through the ball. Only detect magic and detect evil or good can be cast through it. These yeah. are other just spells that you cast on it. To Im Yeah, to improve your chance of using it successfully. I'm not sure... Like, that's what I'm saying, though. It's not that you can cast through them. It's that, like, they do help it. And I, I can't imagine why that would work if you couldn't hear through it. But I don't actually know if you can hear through it or right, not. Right, because it specifically says a wizard can use the device to see virtually over any distance. But that is the only, like, uh, reference to... Yeah, it doesn't... There's no There's no keyword for sound or hear. Um, the various protections against crystal ball viewing will simply leave the device hazy and non-functioning. It might just be visual only. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think you're going to hear what okay. they're saying. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it definitely looks like they're all just sitting around a table. It, Joris looks like he's an advisor of hers. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got nine minutes with this spell. So over the course of the nine minutes, you will see Queen Ciara. Oh, Ciara we have like an hour with the spell, but I'm just not going to go for uh, the full hour. Just to interject, there's a bit that says in the crystal ball that it can have an additional power, one of which is casting with Claire audience. So that would imply that the base crystal ball cannot hear. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. There we go. So, yeah. Um, Joris will yeah. talk for a little while. Kiara Sangun will talk for a little while. One of her guards or other people will. It appears that he is either functioning as an advisor to her court or is somehow a member of her court or something but like he, that. But he seems to be safe and in good health. Oh, yeah, he seems to be actually in a place of honor and prestige. Perfect. So I, I you know, look at Darf, say, satisfied? Yeah. Oh, thank God, I've been worried sick. Yeah, last I heard, he was he had been imprisoned, but it looks like things have looked up for him. Well, he's a smart guy. He can always take care of himself. Mm-hmm. Well, then, uh, let's go dig some rocks. Yeah, I think we're leaving the day after tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, you wanted me to time pool something for you? Jenna. <laughs> All right, so, so before, I, before I prepare the spell, am I, what, what point of this, remember, I can only do about 10 minutes. What, what point of the night do you want me to scry on for you? Let's see. Hmm, it was, how do I have? I mean, I I don't need to know like a time of day. I just need to know like when you were in the common room talking to each other after you retired from the common room. What when when part? Which part of the evening do you want me to? There was a moment uh, when right after our our third drinks were brought to us when the musicians started playing and we got up and danced for a song before wandering off. All right, all right. Tomorrow morning, then we can we can do that. That's a lot more wholesome than I expected, Duff. Not that I'm yeah. there, but that's all I say. Uh... All right. Uh, anything else? Anyone else? Or do we skip to the next day? Uh, I want to cast uh, sending on the dwarf. It's this day. Oh, to tell him to be like, remember, 
hey, it's Malachi the Mage. Remember to be <laughs> in the circle <laughs> at dawn tomorrow. So this is the next morning that you do that? Yeah, the next. Okay. Let me give the dwarf an intelligence check real quick. Oh, you can respond to Ah, well. passes with flying colors. Natural 18. I was going to see if he remembered to make sure not to have anything crossing the circle, because you only mentioned it to him once, but he remembers. Mm-hmm. Or he, um, he can he respond as well, if he has anything to say. You might not trust it. <laughs> he says nothing to say. Yeah. Fucking dwarves and their distrust of everything. He says, he says, Alexa, nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next day, reflecting pool, time time crisis. What are we uh, guessing? Yeah, time crisis. Uh, were you a big fan of three or four? I haven't played any of them. <laughs> three, three. Um, all right, so that morning I'm gonna time pool for Darf and ask to see the event of um, Darf and Jenna's evening together when they danced uh, in the common room of the inn. There's this, you know, they get brought this beer, this yeah. music. No, no, no. Picks I, up. I, I walk outside and I leave Darf to his thing once I see that the spell's gone off with that. Oh, well, technically <laughs> it could fail. Uh, oh, yeah, um, give me a what's the chance? I think I'm pretty well informed of it now, so 70%. Yeah. Oh, no. Ooh. Sorry, Darth. Failed. Wasn't meant to be. Ooh. Maybe, if, you know what? Assuming we all survive the uh, the coming weeks, we can uh, we can try it again. <sighs> maybe Darth, some uh... things are better left to memory. If I saw it for what it truly was, maybe it wouldn't be quite what I was hoping. He, That's uh, true. He knocks the lotion off the table and I'm <laughs> <laughs> Malachi, that is not what's happening here. It was well, surprisingly wholesome. I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I was expecting worse when I asked him what point of the night he wanted to see. <laughs> All right. It's always the the sweet moments you remember twenty years down the line or ten years down the line, not the mm-hmm. passionate ones. Anyway, um, so okay, so the it. next morning I wake up uh, uh-huh. before dawn. Yeah, and I go down to my cellar. Yep. And um, oh yeah, we have to do this before dawn, don't we? Oh, actually, I guess I will stand outside and wait for the wait for the sun to begin to rise, and then I'll go downstairs and cast this teleport circle spell. Mm. Hope that the dwarf comes back because if he doesn't, he's probably lost in the well. Who knows where? Right. Uh, you cast a spell, and the two of you swap. Or no, well, your I, circle not, empties. Yeah. You know, your empty yeah. circle swaps with his full circle, and there he is. There's a dwarf looking around in a bit of a panic. He's got some crates and boxes next to him, as well as some bags with supplies and tools. And there's like a panicked moment. And he looks at you and goes, are you real? Yes, I'm real. And as are you, Dick. And I uh, clasp his shoulder and shake his hand. Oh. You're here. You're safe. Um, just one more of those and we'll be almost there. <laughs> okay. Um... Come upstairs, make yourself comfortable. Uh, I need to take a short rest, and uh, I'll lead the, do- the dwarf into the uh, the common room, wherever everyone is, and I say, uh, everyone, this is Dig, the dwarf from Roxas. He's going to be helping us find the location of the crystals by Dig Lake the Mysterium. dwarf? Isn't that a little on the nose? Says Darf. And the dwarf walks up to him and goes, oh, really? And what's your name, bloke? And Darf goes, my name is Darf. Dwarf shakes his head and goes, that's even worse. <laughs> Who named you? Your mother? She must have been a whore. And uh, Darf takes a moment. 
and then cracks a smile and cracks up laughing and pats him on the shoulder and goes, I never knew my mother. She died very, when I was very young, but um, if you ever speak ill of her again, I swear to God, I'll cut your head off. And the dwarf <laughs> nods and smiles and goes, aye, all right, all right. Let's just agree we both have dumb names. And um, they sit down together. I dig. This is uh, Cal Lucila and Cal Bell. These are our uh, companions. They are uh. strong knights. Um, and this is my close friend, Van Helsing, Prince of... Um, Prince of... Drakus. Yes. He drops to a knee, doffs his cap, and waves it before you. He says, oh, your highness, I didn't know uh, I'd be meeting there, royalty today. There's, there's I, I no would have been more such... properly addressed. There, there's no need for such formalities. We're all going to be getting our hands dirty here before long. Mm. Right. Van is a, a cleric of, of cheese. Cheese? Mm-hmm. Cheese clerics? Yes. I have no offense, your highness, but uh, I just i have never heard of one before. Yeah, we're not too common. Uh, anyways, we're... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be helping you with, with setting up the initial mine. When we when we finally make it to Lake Mysterium, uh, we're on a tight schedule here, Van. You can talk plans after I take my rest. Yes, yes, Malachi, and I, I just walk over to Malachi and I cast nap on him then and there. <laughs> just pass nap. out on the floor. <laughs> I would love it if nap could be delivered as a slap. Oh, that'd that be, would so, be good. so good. Yeah, I'm starting to walk towards the couch to go to sleep and then just like collapse <laughs> on the floor in front of it. All right, uh, Jeeves will try and haul your small body up onto the couch. No one helps him, and uh, <laughs> uh, and everyone gets their introductions done. Is there anything else we need to do, or is it time to set off? Um, I'm just finalizing my spells here. Oh, I need to change my fifth level spell because we're not time pooling today. Um, we can go and set off because I'm just going to be messing around with my spell list a little bit more to finalize everything. Excellent. Well, the nap wears off in an hour. Malachi wakes up refreshed, heads over, memorizes whatever spells he needs to. Yeah. Oh, um, I wanted to cast a spell before I went to sleep, but it's too late. So. Oh. Okay. I'll do it now. Um, so I cast. Wait, well, I love my spells first. I only need to replace one teleport circle spell and one uh, slow spell. So I'll just like cast slow on. There's a time when I would have cast this on Jeeves, but I won't, and I'll just cast it on some like birds outside or something. Out the window. <laughs> I'm glad to see you've matured. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then um, I'll cast Clairvoyance on the circle in Shirebrook to make sure that it's unbroken. Uh, yes, it, was... it is still unbroken. Perfect. All right, everybody, let's go. Let's uh, follow me. And I take everyone down to the cellar. All righty. Everyone heads down to the cellar. You have two knights, a darf, a town sheriff, a dwarf, a royal cleric of cheese, and a wizard. Are you bringing in... No, no town sheriff, right? Darf. Oh, is one of the... Darf is the... Oh, yeah. You can't darf twice. Uh, two knights, a town sheriff, a dwarf, and the two of you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Jeeves coming, too? No, uh, Jeeves, Jeeves is retired. Retired. Yes. All right. Retire so we, him before I kill him? Yes. <laughs> so we all have to squeeze in, and maybe we all have to hold the dwarf's crates above our heads to get it within the circle. I think that's the case. Everyone, like, mm-hmm. gathers gear and tries to station it. The dwarf just stands on a box while you're all lifting it above your heads and shakes <laughs> yeah. his head at you all. 
And uh, with a word, the teleportation circle is activated. You're aware enough of the spell to make sure that there's nothing crossing it, no chance of failure there. And you disappear and reappear. Um, but you reappear in Shirebrook, which is wrecked. Yep. Yeah, so we're in a nice house, I think, and then we, we come out of the house into destroyed uh, town. Yeah. Into the ruins of your hometown, where you haven't been for a long, long time. I don't think we've been here since it was destroyed. I, I have, briefly, to make this Only to make the circle, though. Mm. Yeah. All right, everybody. I, I warn everyone, uh, stay close. This was uh, this was a the site of the demon invasion. Long ago, I think they've since moved on, but you should still be careful. Don't go wandering off. Hmm. We're in Shirebrook for those who were wondering. It's on the east of Aradon. Everyone gather around really fast, and I'm going to um, cast Unfailing Endurance. Ooh. Can you cast it on all six of you? Yes. One creature per level, I believe. Perfect. Um, all right, let's head down to the river. We're looking for a, a canal boat, something that we can sail. Um, so we it has been about a year, I believe, since you guys arrived in Bontheris, or has it been two years? I don't think it's been two years. I don't think it's been that long. I think it's been like six months, even. No, I think it's longer than that. I think it's about a year, probably. Uh, okay. Maybe not. Um... So Van's about 24 at this point, then. Getting old. Yeah. Van is as old as I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've still got a few years on Arca. Uh, let's see. Maybe we can find let's it in the... When did uh, we start Hardcore Heroes? Let's see. January 1st... No, wait. 15... Uh, January 6th of 1510 is when Georg gets turned to stone and everything happens. And we're now at the very end of 1511. So it's so been it's almost two years. It's been a year wow. and like 11 months. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, we, well, we still look for boats. Yeah. Um, they're going to be, most of the ships here are sort of yeah. decrepit. Um, moss has grown over them. Something's broken mm -hmm. into them. They've sunk in. You can find one boat that is still functional. It's a little worn. It's just been sitting here for a couple of years, moored to a dock without anyone caring for it or tending to it. Um, but you can... I don't want to say make repairs, but you can like bail out the rainwater that's been collecting over the years and shake it out and make it comfortable enough and head up the crystal run. All right. Right. So everyone to watch out for um, Blizzard Man. Yep. I um I warned them that they could attempt to. I I specifically keep us kind of close to the shore because I want the people in armor to be able to like swim a very short distance to the shore. Right. Um. Right. I think also. Let me double check. Make sure this is long as I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. Before we go out, then I'm going to be casting a third spell on myself. Ooh. I'm gonna cast yeah. water breathing just in case. And it goes on saying that I cast stone skin on myself. Okay, so I'm out of that and I'm out of this. Malachi casts stone skin on himself uh -huh. right now. Well, I, I cast it first thing in the morning when I learn it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just in case. Yeah, so I have water breathing on myself. 
So that should last me through the day in case I need to go underwater. Um, I ask Van who the strongest of the fighters are. Does he believe? Lucilla, for sure. Bell is also quite skilled, but Lucilla is uh, by far and away the most experienced. I think she would beat me quite handily. Okay, because I can cast strength for nine hours. Do you think I should just cast it now? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would like wait until maybe we're. Actually, yeah, we're probably not going to travel more than nine hours, are we? How many? How long do we usually travel for now? Is it longer than nine hours? You have eight to ten hours of traveling in a day. It's uh, winter, yeah. so probably eight. Okay. So once yeah. we're in the boat and about to set off, I'll cast strength on Lucila. Alright, give me a whatever die size that is. D8. Ooh. Yeah, she could go up to a lot here. Yeah, so she's oh. at 17 right now, so she'll go to 18, 18, 10, 18, 20, 18, 30. Yep. Um, which is all the same. So she gets, I want to say, plus one to hit, plus two to damage, and can carry way more for the time being. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, and you guys travel up the river. God, down the river, Neil. I mean, we are, we've we've had this argument a lot, but I think it should be down the river. Down You're going map, up. You're going up river. We're going, You're going against yeah, no, the current. The, the river would go into the ocean, Nick. Yeah. I don't want to tell you guys how to look at maps, but it's down. Look at it. It's down no. on the map, but it is up river in the per, in person. Yes. Okay. Wait, hold on. We're going against the current. Are we agreed on that? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean. Visually down on the map, which is a useless thing because you could hold the map in any fucking direction. It's a matter of perspective. Upriver, downriver is not a matter of perspective. That is an absolute term. That's why we use terms like that. I can't rotate this map though. <laughs> you can turn your head, which is the same as rotating the map. Oh, is it though? Okay. It is. It's literally the same thing. The map is only straight up and down in relation to your head. This is a different argument, but if I turn my head to the left, it still looks down to me. My brain's smart enough to work <laughs> out, you know, my head's tilted. <laughs> my turn my monitor brains. upside down, though, fair enough. <laughs> okay, anyways, carry on. Carrying on. Uh, ooh, encounter mm. checks. I haven't pulled out this encounter table in years. I'm glad Chimera. I saved it. <laughs> it's probably had enough time to get a new one by now, actually. I don't know, dude. We killed... Have we killed two or three? Two, I think. Wait. Yeah, uh, it might have been three? I don't know. No, we definitely killed at least two. Because we had the one yeah. outside... We had the one in this area that we fought. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the other one... Um, oh, I ran port. Yeah. I think we've only done two. I think Gale killed the third one. In right. Moments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Somebody else killed the okay. camera. Yeah. All right. You sail upriver for a day, and as you are sailing upriver, I would like perception checks from the party. I'll roll for the four NPC, three NPCs, four, oh. four NPCs. Okay. Oh, apparently it's three. Apparently you killed one with Tyrus Bellows. Huh? Or maybe no. Tyrus killed one on his own? I don't know. I think so. I saw something about Kyra, Tyrus killing a uh, Chimera. He might have said he killed one. I think my... Oh, well, there shit, was a Tyrus, a there was a Tyrus PC and a Tyrus NPC, and they have the exact same name and a vaguely similar backstory, but are completely unrelated because <laughs> I am a dirty, dirty thief 
Hey, Neil, I sent you a copy of my character sheet, right? <laughs> I remember Not most of my stats, so it mostly time. doesn't matter. I, I know most of my things, just have to track them separately. I was going to double check if my perception was 14 or 15. I... But I don't know if I ever sent you the, the two-point Neil sheet, so I'm just going to assume 14, just the lower side. It was an average of... Um, it was done I as an average of... I rolled for it. No, I don't think you did. Because we didn't have perception originally, and then when we moved yeah, to Yeah, and then we added it, and I think I rolled for it. Maybe maybe I just averaged it from something else. Average of intelligence and wisdom, I believe. That's why mine's 13. Mine would have been a 15. There you go. Yeah, actually, okay. I have cornies and, like, multiple character sheets of Croak and Malachi That's fine. and Van I have, I have, I made my spell list. I know what my actual stats are. I have 16 strength and 9 dex, and, yeah, and I know what my max HP is, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what did we do on these perception checks? The NPCs did terribly. Our player characters did phenomenally. Uh, you see, moving through the trees on the far side of the river, these uh, odd, like, humanoid <laughs> spider-like creatures with long hands, short fangs, covered in small fur with compound nope. eyes. Don't, don't hey, like that. Stalking oh, from yeah. shadow to shadow. Uh, Malachi, Malachi, you want to start us off here with a... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How uh, far away are they, Neil? Maybe 80 feet on the other side of the river. Oh, yeah, I fireball them. Yep. Fuck these guys. Yeah, not not okay. <laughs> well, roll it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good fireball. That is a good fireball. Yeah. Uh, they die. Great. I'm not, they don't, I don't even think they get HP rolls. I think they all die no matter what happens here. That's good. Uh, you, you said humanoid spider things, and I I just immediately went, nope. Yeah, don't yep. like that. Yeah, yeah. A, a huge blast rips open these etter caps. Uh, they you can hear them popping and squealing oh, yeah. as their insides boil and like seep out through their weird. It's not quite skin. It's almost like a chitlin plating. Um, etter caps are very very bad news. So I'm I'm glad you did that. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, two eat or save or die. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have. Yeah. I mean, you you also have the new poison rules, and I do have abilities to counteract poisons. So this yeah. is true. This is true. Anyway, the other caps are dealt with, and the party moves on. Do I get a reaction from the the new? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't actually traveled with these. Oh no, we did. We killed the dog girls with Lucilla and Bella. Yeah. Yeah. They I, are... I think it's probably the first time I've seen you do your patented casual fireball the encounter. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Lucille and Belle are not too worried about this. Darf kind of... How do you say it? Um, what's the, like, the, the, the physical gesture of like, yeah, I remember that spell. Awesome. <laughs> it's that I remembrance, actually, that like bobbing along with you. Well, I first cast it for Darf in this... When we were traveling down this river, he was like, oh, I wanted to see it. I had to burn it, so I just fired off into the sky. I yeah. That's what I'm talking mm. about. The dwarf, on the other hand, has never seen a fireball spell be cast and ducks down under the side of the boat, sending it rocking back and forth. Uh, no problems on the die, though. And then peers out and looks around as, like, the forest is burning as Lucila rows you guys forward with her epic 18-30 strength. Nice. You make it forward and get a good day of travel upriver with that enhanced strength roll. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we also have unfailing endurance, so she can force march it without. Oh wow! Okay, so we're actually going to make huge progress today, mm-hmm. um, since you're basically moving at her movement rate, and you guys are all just tagging along. So you can make it to somewhere around here, maybe about twenty miles upriver, which is an incredible speed. Normally, you might make like ten or twelve miles up the river. Today, you guys make a progress of about twenty. All right, sweet. Okay, we need to then go for sure to make camp, right? Yep. How how wide is this river? It varies, but it's usually in the like sixty foot ballpark. Okay, so not wide enough for like a sailboat. Uh, you could put a sailboat. I mean, not really. Well, so I have solipsism, right? Could I yeah. put a sail on our current boat? Like, is that even a thing that would fit in the the thing that we have? It might, but you would need someone who really knows what they're doing, because if the okay, wind blows yeah. poorly, like you might just get knocked onto the shore. I think it's safer. Yeah, somebody had sailing, but I don't I don't remember who. It wasn't yeah. me. Yeah. I think it's also, it, safer if we go, not to sail on rivers. Yeah, if we go during the night, lizard men could like tip the boat or something like that. That's true. Yeah. That's uh, again, we'll go to we'll go to shore, we'll make camp, and we'll have the three fighters keep guard. Perfect. Um well okay. we don't even have to sleep technically. I guess we need to sleep because we uh yeah, we, we can sleep, and then the dwarf can sleep, and the three fighters can keep Well, they, I'm saying they don't need to because of unfailing endurance. Oh, right. And yeah. they don't have to regain spells. And they, like, I think Lucilla will have to because she force marched. Like, unfailing yeah. endurance is like you're extremely resilient to, um. Yeah, sure. But they can also, if they do like two on watch at once and they have four hours sleep each. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm saying they don't have to. Like, nobody needs to sleep except somebody who has to. So, like, Lucilla will because she force marched, and we will because no, we want spells. I know. They just well, don't. Gonna... They could just. They could just all watch over the night, and it won't matter to them. It well, doesn't. It doesn't exhaust them. They can keep going. Oh, They're okay. practically immune to exhaustion. All right. Great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Good. So we keep. Uh, and I will. Um... Should I cast light on the camp? I think we're probably safer in lights here than not in lights, aren't we? Um. Kind of depends, actually. Okay, you well, I'll just, that, I'll are just you able to make that one stone. thing, Malachi, that makes makes little camps? No, no, no. Uh, I give a light stone to Lucila and say, this is to light the camp if, um, you know, if we're attacked, then I, I give it to, like, in a bag, you know, so, so it's... Yeah, she's familiar with light stones. She's a, a worthy adventurer. She mm-hmm. doesn't Yeah. Uh, Malachi, have you ever considered maybe casting your light spells on something a little less... Uh, Normal. Like what? I don't know. It just seems a little bit weird to be casting on ordinary rocks, you know? Yeah, but that disposable that way. That's true. But, yeah. I mean, you know. Remember when Remember when uh, you got that staff as a gift that had uh, the ability to light up, and then you made your own crappier version of it by tying a rock <laughs> that was lit up to the end of it? Yeah. That yeah, was good times. But, uh... <laughs> This is a real light stuff, although I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's let's get our sleep anyway, but we want to be off as soon as possible. So we'll just eat a quick uh, meal. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm assuming four watches. Do you guys want to be involved in the watches, or you just want the NPCs to watch? Not the dwarf either, just the three fighters, Lucille, Abel, and Doth. Yeah. Because they, they don't have to... I, I think Lucila's probably going to sleep, because she force marched, so she does oh, yeah, still okay. need to rest. Okay. But yeah, Darth and Bell can stay up all night, I think. All right, well, the next day, you continue to head upriver. All right, I cast Strength again. Excellent. 
Oh, Ooh. wow. 18 to 1870. That is a lot of strength. Oh, and I uh, I replace out this clairvoyant spell that I'd cast. It's not actually as much as you would think, because exceptional strength is like one category all the way up to 50 or something. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, plus two it's to hit, plus category. three to damage. Yeah. yeah, it's not actually that big of a deal. Yeah, no, the strength of stone can be insane when you cast on somebody who already has exceptional strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that comes to the possibility of getting them to like nineteen, which mm -hmm. is just absurd. That's like ogre strength. There's yeah. a level four spell improved strength for wizards that would be putting her on like twenty strength right now. With that roll, I should really learn that. It's probably it's probably a false off too. And honestly, that would probably make her a contender against dragons. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. The next day, as you are traveling upriver, you are greeted by a small swarm of gremlins. There are five of the little flying fuckers, and they're each carrying a rock, and they're hovering or flying maybe a, uh, you know, 200 feet above you, way up uh, in the sky. You wanna, you wanna throw that fireball, Malachi? Yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> You can rain out this guy on fire. <laughs> I know what that they're about. Thirty one damage. Uh range is ten yards plus ten yards per level. What level are you? Nine, so it's a hundred yards, so you can go up to three hundred. Yeah. Alright, okay. They thought they were well out of attack range, being way up in the sky, <laughs> and a giant ball of fire explodes around them and dead gremlins rain from the sky. Cool. Do any of them escape? Or... No, they only have four hit dice. No, I mean, maybe they were spread out a little bit. Uh, they were no more than 40 feet apart. It was a small right. flock. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can swap out the teleport circle this level as well. Sorry. I don't have that. Well, uh, there goes that encounter. Okay, <laughs> next one. Time um, time goes a fireball TM, the TM encounter TM. <laughs> <laughs> You make it a little bit further when you see a black bear peacefully drinking from the side of the river that you are approaching. That's fine. That's fine. We, we, let, we let the bear do Okay, you're not going to fireball the innocent black bear just drinking no. from the water? Okay. I, uh, I cast Speak with Animals as we're going by, though, and I'm going to see if I can uh, talk to this bear. Sure. Uh, the boat will pass <laughs> fairly close to it. The bear stops drinking to look yeah. at you all as you approach. It cocks its yeah. head to the side with curiosity. I ask Lusa let us stop because I have to be kind of close. Um, mm -hmm. Within 30 feet, so we just can't stop a little ways off the uh, off the shore. And I say, yeah. hi. Does have you ever seen the dragon that lives in this area? Big, big no. black thing with wings, really, really big. No dragons. Cool. All right. How's it going? Good. Just looking for fish. <laughs> Uh, the bear oh. gazes at you from the side with curiosity. Hmm. Good. Good. Uh. Good luck with that. Do you, I. I could. Uh. I could. I could do something for you really fast that make it easier for you to catch a fish. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. It's. It's a little weird. I'd have to lay a hand on you, but I could. I could do something for you that would give you a few extra minutes of increased fish catching ability. Oh, I'm an excellent fisherman. I have caught fish for. Many, many moons, and I will catch them for many more. Okay, good luck then. Bishop, uh, you mean? All right. 
Uh, you paddle on past the bear. <laughs> okay, <Sorry>. great. <laughs> All right, that'll um, get us to about I, here, no, I think. Wait, just, I know you're not going to attack us, but I just keep an eye out on the sky at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so we're, we're, yeah, we're almost like Mysterium. Where was it exactly that you got attacked in the Shadow Mountains by the, by the dragon? I, I think it's where I've just put that red cross. We used to have a skull on the map where it was, Neil. Was it there? I don't know. It's been a long time. You've lost that map probably and found a new one. Yeah, but my map, my map in real life would have a skull on it there. Like, not in real life, but in Malachi's mm. map. Well, what I'm saying is maybe Malachi has had multiple maps over the course of his journeys when, you know, we skipped some time here and there. So, well, maybe, okay. I, like I mean, it's not on this about... map, so maybe you lost that map. It's been a okay. year. Okay, I'll know it when I see it. It's around here, Val, so. Oh, maybe... yeah, I've, I was going to say, we, we want to watch the skies for, for the dragon. Maybe Jeeves had a bout of um, diarrhea and used the closest thing near near to him, and it was your map. God damn it. That's probably actually what happened. Honestly, he probably just threw up after, like, doing e egregious amounts of drugs, knowing yes. Jeeves. Yes. Vomited all over the map when we had to go get a new one. Should we uh, sail across the lake, or should we abandon the boat at the lake and walk around the coast? This is the kind of place where there could be a monster in the middle of that lake. Oh, yeah, no. We, we walk around the lake. Yes, okay, good. All right, this is the last day of your journey. Your night is unmolested. Okay. Come here, you little bastard. Come on. Why are you not work? It's wrong, Firefox. Why are you breaking on me? How big of a solipsism can I make? Yes. God damn it. Piece of crap. Oh, oh, we're, we're going to be traveling in style tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, Malachi. Nice. All right, so with another strength spell and another unfailing endurance, right? Oh, yeah. it lasts for over a week, so the one oh, okay. cast is all we need, yeah. Perfect. Um, you guys will make it to the mouth of Lake Mysterium. All right, cool. I, uh, I let them know we're going to be traveling on foot from here, sort of. Um, and once we get out, I'm going to use Solipsism, and I'm going to conjure a really big uh, palanquin that's being carried by an entire team of just, like, incredibly uh, buff dudes. <laughs> can you do that? Yes, yes, I can. What? I've solipsism chariots of horses before. I can make a palanquin carried by a team of people. Oh, my God. What's a carriozole? That seems a little bit excessive. Maybe. How many people do we have? We have like, six, right? Mm -hmm. It should just be me and you. Hold on, hold on. So we need we need to do some carrying capacities here. Let me make sure that I can do like multiple creatures with the solipsism. But technically I can do anything inside of a 100 by plus, uh, anything inside of a 1,000 square foot area. But what is the, what is the purpose of this? So Just we don't have to, to walk and we can go overnight too. <sighs> I feel like we should just walk. I, I like this a lot because this will get rid of most encounters. Well, you might need it to, like, make a bridge or something. We can do it later. <laughs> I like this idea too much. If you really want to do it, we can do it. Because we've done chariots of horses before, so I imagine I can make, like, a team of dudes just carrying a palanquin. I don't see why not. Yeah, so, so now we need to consider carrying capacities. How much... So we have the palanquin weight plus a bunch of people in armor. What's, what's the weight of somebody with, like, 1899 strength? Or carrying capacity to move that much strength. 
Let's just, I mean, okay. Sorry, I, I just really wanted to break the game in this way. <laughs> okay. So I guess you can do all these things, but the one thing Solipsism can't do is like, you can't summon an army to fight for you because the people No, because they don't have to never... believe it. Yeah, so it's right. it's great for like traveling in all sorts of obscene ways, but mm -hmm. it's it's less great for um, combat. It's all right. you, you can actually do combats and get experience, but you have to like opt into the combat by believing the giant that wants to kill you. <laughs> and then it could also still kill you. So you can create 1100 square feet or mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe I, I mean, I'm not going to make a, an insanely large palanquin, but I am going right. to make like... So every single person that I create for the solipsism could carry up to 235 pounds. Mm -hmm. So if I make a palanquin carried by a team of 10 dudes, they could carry almost 2,500 pounds without encumbrance. Yeah. yeah. So you make a, a large palanquin and <laughs> arm it with many, many... I'm imagining like shirtless men in short shorts or oh, something yeah. like that. Oiled, oiled up chests. Right, like just, right. Yeah. <laughs> They like all a big sort of have Vans features on them. Like, not entirely, but like, <laughs> that one's got his nose, that one's got his eyes. Um, and they hoist everybody up. The two knights exchange uneasy glances of like, what the fuck is this magic? Uh, the dwarf doesn't trust it one bit. And refuses I, to believe I, it. I and... allow the, I, I, I let the dwarf know this is not arcane magic, it's divine magic. It comes from the gods themselves. I don't know what sort of god would produce this. This. Jeez. Well, you only see oh, a blur that, right that now. I'm sense. telling you, you have to, <laughs> you have to believe it, and then you'll see the incredibly hot, oiled up dudes. All right, so we all spend like 20 minutes trying to believe this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Some time right, passes I mean, while you and you believe it. Everyone and, um, has their. Uh, everyone has their thing, I guess. And I was like, climb onto the palatrum. <laughs> I tap and, one of the guys uh, on the shoulder. <laughs> Which way would you like to go? Uh, west? East or west? Um, Away from the Shadow Dragon. Yes, we're going to go this way. Yeah. Okay. We'll, and did we'll you just... go... Uh, you must have gotten all the way to the edge of the lake. Yeah, and then we kind of pulled us to shore, like, right here. Okay. Uh, and then we leave our boat there. Malachi and Malachi only, please make me a perception check. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. You notice... Through the woods, um, almost out of sight, is a, a hut. All right. It's... This is where Porvin left? Yeah, it's Porvin's hut. You see it way off in the distance. You don't have to go there, but it is there. Well, we are here for the night, right? Uh, no, we're, we're going to travel through the night. Yeah, oh, you've got time. I mean, if you want to stop in and say hi and be like, hey, can I borrow a scroll from you really fast? Like, you could, you could do that, I guess. I just want to ask him if he's seen the dragon. Oh... Um, yeah, I mean, if you mention it, we can stop by really fast. It's all right, yeah, you're casting a spell. I, I see, I believe the illusion pretty quickly because I'm smart. So I will, <laughs> while everyone else is still struggling with that, I'll go and knock on Horvin's hut. All right, the door opens. He cocks his head and looks at you and goes, Oh, Malachi, what are you doing with all those clothes on? You know the rules around here. <laughs> I, I haven't got time to stop, Horvin. I just wanted to ask you a quick question while I'm in the area. Ahem. You're in my house? I look around. Okay. Um, do I cast advanced illusion to avoid this? No, no probably just not. Get, All right. All right. Just, I, I, just, I, just get I, wizard naked. <laughs> I get wizard naked. Then fine. Yeah, like, you're I, you're, I, you're I, being I, carried on a palanquin by like ten incredibly hot shirtless dudes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I go in. I, I I strip off and go in. Ah. Uh, good to see you're right. still trustworthy. 
I forgot how um, how freeing this felt, actually. Um, the, do you remember the dragon we talked about? Or potential dragon that I spoke with you about last time? I don't know if you recall. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, don't want to affect house prices or anything, but uh, I saw it. It's definitely real. Um, wondering if you've seen it, if it's around. It, it kind of knows who I am. I haven't. All right. Well, it's been a long time. That's good. That's good. It's probably just I accidentally walked into its lair. Accidentally walked into accidentally? its lair. <laughs> I um, it was an accident of sorts. I didn't expect it to. I just didn't expect it to be a dragon there. I'd convinced myself otherwise, and it turned out I was right. But um, yeah. Oh, also, um, Georg, your friend, right? He, I remember him. From long... He introduced us. Yes. Yes, yes, long, long time ago. Whatever happened to him? I'm afraid it didn't end well for him. Mm. Thought you should know. Such a bright young lad. At least he was. Second time I met him, he was darker. Third time, darker still. Yeah. Second time, though. He asked me to lead him to a hag. A hag? He had some unholy favors to ask. Well, maybe I could stay ten more minutes. I say, sitting back down. Tell me the story. No. Ugh, unhappy times. Hopefully, you'll never need her services. She lives Fair out enough. here. Oh, okay. She dangerous? Very. Possibly the most dangerous things in these woods. Except for the dragon. Um, well, except for your phantom dragon. What did you call it? A ghost dragon. Shadow Dragon. After the mountains. Right, right. Um, Paul, then, can I get you anything? Um, if I'm back here in the future, I could bring you something if you need it. Something for the civilized world. Yes. Uh, I've got, would Hold you, on. I, he goes over it. and starts to scroll a list. And uh, you end up with this like double-sided shopping list of spell components that he has run out of. Okay. Um, and then he fishes around and will produce for you. Oh, wow, a gemstone. Wow, a natural 20 on the gemstone type. Nice. Um, of considerable value that he says, uh, this, this should cover the cost of the components. And I trust you'll bring it to me the next time you're around. Thanks, Robin. Yes, uh, I might be back and forth here over the next few weeks, so you might not have to wait too long. Yeah, this what might be like an obscenely valuable ruby or something if you, if you dropped a natural 20 on the gem. Yeah. yeah. 5,000 gold. Don't worry, guys. Money problems. Yeah, he's like, I need you to buy me 100 gold of spell components really fast. Here, this should cover it. Just drops, <laughs> drops a flawless, multifaceted mm -hmm. ruby into your hand. Uh, he drops a... What do you call this thing? Uh, an aquamarine. A large, multifaceted aquamarine gemstone worth 500 GP in your hand. Holy shit. All right. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know it's worth 500, so I don't question it. I just take right. it. Okay. Uh, all right, Corvin, uh, it's good to see you. I shake his hand. He shakes your hand as well, and uh, you can go. All right, yeah. I uh, put my robes back on and head back to the uh, the ridiculous scene before me. All <laughs> right, the, the party gathered again. 
You're in the realm, uh, the realm of the Shadow Mountains in the domain. You hop upon your palanquin and head for the mountains. You will arrive at the foothills uh, just before dusk. They don't travel for too long. It's just like one or two large uh, rolling hills before you reach the mountains themselves. The mountains are a few thousand feet tall. Nothing too intimidating. Um, and here you are. So we're going through the night here. I think so, we just travel through the night, right? The so the dwarf will have to let us know when um, when we're in the area where he needs to start looking at the mountains because oh, that's true, right, right. Yeah, he'll yeah, need just to start looking at mountains when you get to mountains. So okay, yeah. So we're gonna head up into this like. You said the shadow dragons over here, so we should be fine. Just like heading up into this area, and it's like kind of slow going from there. And let the yeah, I seem to remember the dwarf saying it was like around here where they thought the gems were. But oh, okay, yeah. So we're gonna travel to the back of Lake Mysterium. I think so. Yeah. Sure. Is that right, Neil? That's what they said, right? Yeah, sounds nice. Okay. I mean, the dwarf will confirm. Uh, yeah, the dwarf will need to just investigate these things um, okay. close up. Um, and it will take a little while. So I'm going to just roll a bunch of encounter checks, and you guys will have to just deal with shit until the dwarf can find his gemstones. Yep. As a note, right now we are literally floating through the forest from an outside perspective. Yes, you are. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but like a... a bobbing kind of float as well, not like a smooth float, like an up and down step right. forward float. Yeah. So, for example, this encounter that I rolled uh, a pack of wolves, they leave you alone. You guys are a bunch of humans and you're floating and it's weird and they're like, fuck it, not worth it, right? You would have to encounter something that isn't afraid of uh, the yeah, unnatural. Wait. But doesn't the dwarf have to like get off and. Check them I thought we were heading to the back of Lake Mysterium before you got off. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's up, it's up to the dwarf. Is he wanting to get off and check these, or is he... No, no, no. He's gonna... He'll just get me to the mountains, and I'll start checking them all the way around. Well, Okay, so I think what direction. we're gonna do then, we'll basically stop, and then a few of us will dismount. I'll probably stay in, because I can't really be in combat while I'm doing solipsism stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, he checks it out. He lets us know if he thinks it's a promising spot, and if not, we just move on, and we go to the yeah. next area. And we go down, like, probably five to ten miles how actually i need i need a sense of distance here we probably go down about five miles at a time and then we stop and go like all right check it out here that right. kind of thing perfect okay so wolves are not going to be a problem um let's see a pack of sturges is not going to be a problem like they're not they'll probably come up and try and suck your blood because they're dumb but also a pack of Sturges is not even worth rolling combat for us. Yeah, It'd be like, I mean, they'll probably... Last time we fought Sturges, Malachi just fireballed the entire pack. Yeah. Well, and I, with, I should probably notice if I'm casting the fireball, just in case. Right, but I think you have enough, like, melee warriors with you that have a good enough attack rate that Sturges can just be cut down. That's so true. So I'm just going to hand wave some of this combat. Like, sure. yeah, you guys fine. slaughter a pack of Sturges, no problem. Yeah, you're, you're just rolling for the Chimera. We, we get it. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a black bear around and you guys can navigate the black bear. We don't need to deal with these low-level encounters. You guys are, are too strong to waste our time. Uh, you know, a, a boar shows up. Not a problem. You guys can handle these things. Five. Cougars leave you at bay because they're smart enough to see floating chariot or floating, floating palanquin is not something to mess with. Three, well, uh, four people in like heavy armor with weapons. Ignore it. Keep moving. People, people. 
Uh, no, you guys. No, they saw us. Right. Oh, this this cougar sees the four armed people in shining yeah, yeah, armor yeah, yeah. and says, "Fuck it, not worth it for dinner." Um, and with the with this number of people and the the floating, I don't think any of these are going to be a problem. So we will scooch you down for maybe uh, three or four days coming along here until you get to the very back side of this. Way, way back over here. This is where the Chimera's lair was, by the way, Von. In these bits, parts of the mountains. Oh, really? I forgot that you found that. Yeah, in fact, the Mythical Chain shirt dig that I gave to the Council of Elder Dwarfs, I found in its lair. It was just up here. It's here on the back side of the mountains where they grow a little bit taller than on the sides, uh, where some of their peaks are capped in snow. Actually, this time of year, they're probably all capped in snow. Um, that the dwarf picks up a, a little bit of something. Um, it's just like a tiny little rock that he finds in a creek and holds it up to the sunlight and says, I think I think we're close, and uh, hands it over to you guys. And it just looks like some bit of quartz, but the dwarf thinks mm-hmm. you're onto something. Do and, you, Should we start here or should we travel a little bit further? Oh, no, we go up this creek as far as it'll take us. Okay. And you guys can begin to go sort of along the creek until you get to the first of maybe a few waterfalls. At the base of it, the dwarf will investigate, um, finding insufficient evidence. He looks up the 20, 30-foot waterfall and look back to you all and says, uh, I think we need to go upriver, but it's pretty high up there. All right, well, uh, is, the sun, is the sun starting to set? Maybe we can camp here and I can get us up tomorrow. Fine, fine. Uh, he'll pull off to the side, um, open one of his boxes, and pull out like a big uh, pan, uh, gold miner's pan, and heads mm-hmm. into the creek and starts panning for stuff, uh, picking through the rocks and, and the sand, looking for specific things. Uh, your other fighters with you, Lucila, Bell, and Darf, form a perimeter and make camp uh, while the two of you discuss anything that needs discussion. <coughs> I think we're all right, aren't we? All right. I'll, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll just get, I'll get Polymorph tomorrow and I can ferry the dwarf around up the mountain while we look for the, whatever we need to do. Great, so the next morning, this will be fun. You're going to Polymorph yourself? Yeah. And then convince uh, the dwarf to hop on? Well, yeah, so I say to him, I say, Don't you have right, to shrink him first? No, Pegasus can carry a dwarf. No oh, yours can carry the dwarf and leave us. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then you guys can wait at the base and we can go. So I say, uh, all right, dig. Um, I'm going to turn myself into a flying horse and, and I'll take you up the waterfall and we can look for the look for the, the best place for the mine, right? I'm going to shit a brick of gold. <laughs> okay. Even even after all this, even after, and I point to Van's army of 18-100, even after this, you don't believe me, but okay. Yeah, um, I need to say a magic word for me though. Which one? I just need you to say. Um, actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can't think of anything funny. I uh, I cast Polymorph self, turn into a Pegasus. Okay. I like I like lower my head down so the dwarf can climb on. All right. The dwarf looks perplexed. I've never ridden a Pegasus before. <laughs> ridiculous. Straight creature. Hold on tight. 
climbs, clambers on, um, holds on tight. All right, I give, I give us, I give it a little wiggle to make sure that he's not going to fall off that easy. Yeah, he's no, he is like both arms around your neck, holding legs clasped as far under <laughs> you as they they will go. He is holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will. Uh, I should tell him to give him directions first. I'll go to the top of the waterfall. Like I can find a bit of land up there that I can stop on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I stop and then lower my head down so he knows to get off. All right, he dismounts. And I'll turn back into me just in case anything happens. All right, uh, is this the place? He goes over to the creek, gets his mining pan, starts shift- sifting through it, uh, pulls a few things out, walks up the creek with you for a little ways, uh, saying, we-, we gotta keep going. We gotta find the right spot. Yeah, all right. Um, just tell me where to go when when we're flying, and I'll uh, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Uh, he will walk with you up the, the river. Okay, he wants to creek. walk. He wants to yeah, walk. Yeah, he's all got right, to walk, walk and check things for a little ways. Uh, and then at some point, he finds something and creeps to his left. There's like a small little tr- creek, the tiniest of streams, that he follows up to where this uh, this spot where the water is just like, bleeding out of the ground. Um, comes up and sniffs the ground, pokes it with his finger, pulls out a, a smaller uh, hammer and chisel, and starts like knocking away at the earth here, examining what he pulls out, and hands it over to you. You can see it's like earth with all these like small little uh, reflective things, and almost like a um, pyrite or fool's gold in a creek. Uh, but instead of being golden colored, it's sort of um, white and reflective. And he taps it here and goes, this might be a good spot to look. I don't know if we'll find it here, but this is a good spot. As good a place as any. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take you back down, and I'm going to escort everyone up here. Uh, but I'll take you back first so that you're not left here alone. All right. And then uh, I'll one by one everyone up to the... Uh, I'll make sure I'll take Van first, and then I'll take the dwarf, and then I'll take the fighters. Okay. Yeah. Down below... Uh, it's just chill. Yeah, it's just chill. Okay. Everyone has gathered up at this point. Yeah, alright. This is the place. Let's, um... Well, it's, we've only just woke up, but we may be staying here for a while. And, uh, we leave Dig to his work. Right. Uh, he starts picking... He gets out an actual pick and starts picking away at the earth... Uh, uh, I ask if he wants me to, like, carve a path in the earth for him first. Like, does he need to go underground before he can really find anything worth uh, worth digging at? Well, if with just one dwarf, it'll take maybe a couple weeks for me to get a, a, a good little cave in here. I trust I can, you have I can speed that up quite a bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so could you... No I get human out some can outdig a dwarf. So I get out some clay and I ask, could you help me out? Like, what, what rough shape do you want? I start, like, hollowing out some of the inside of this clay and, like, making the interior that he wants. I say, we like, how do, you, how do you want the shape? A shaft. A rectangular shaft. Mm-hmm. Tall enough for the tallest one of us to walk in, but no taller. Okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. going straight in. Straight in. Okay, not down, just straight? Straight in. All right, oh, so I shape the clay and I go, this, this is what you want? Uh, yeah. And it's basically, it's just like a hollowed out tube at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I do that. So I guess I make it probably about four feet wide and um, won't go in too deep since I can only do nine cubic feet. 
Nine cubic uh, feet is all you can do? Actually, let me double check. Stone Ooh. shape. Yeah, because that's not that much. No, yeah. sorry, 18 cubic feet. Okay. Which is quite a bit better. It'll go in a decent few feet, and this takes one round to cast, and I can do it twice today. So I can get some some distance. Um, how, how wide do you need it to be? It doesn't need to be wide, does it? Mm-mm. Just wide enough for us to walk in and out. Three feet. So three feet? Okay, so three feet wide, about six feet tall. I can stoop a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I guess you can only go in one foot? Yeah, because that'd be four times six. 18, right? Three times oh, six right. is 18, yeah. Three times uh, yeah. six. So I can go in two feet today. I can I can make a, a start for him. So I'll, over the course of two minutes, I'll get him about two feet in. He watches with amazement as you just burrow into the, the wall here, into the earth. Uh, it doesn't get too far, but two feet of digging in a matter of minutes is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And he walks into the little indent, uh, looks around, sniffs at the earth, tastes a little bit of it, pulls out his pick and starts going to town. Cool. If it's going to take you weeks, I can speed it up quite a bit. I can uh, do that a few times per day. Good, good. Uh, All right. Lucila comes over to offer his help, and he shrugs her off, being like, no, no, no. This is work for a dwarf. You'd fuck it up without realizing it. <laughs> I, I was a stonemason, if you want me to help. I do I do have experience with uh, some of this. I, I can help shape structures in ways where they won't collapse in on themselves, at least. Maybe once we've dug in deep enough for more than one person to work at a time. Excellent. Just let me know. Okay. Uh, and I think we're going to pass some time here. I'm just going to roll a whole bunch of dice to see if there's ever anything that will threaten you. Um... And we're going to probably pass quite a bit of time in these mountains. I will, what are you guys uh, going to do for food? I can make food. So if somebody goes out and picks berries, I can good berry them. I think I have good berry. Yeah, I can good berry some food for us. Okay, so we can go and find some berries I can go with. Yeah. I can go with Lydia. With Lydia so I could do that um, 2d4 fresh, ber fresh berries per casting. So yeah, I can, and each berry is basically a full meal, so I can keep us fed for a while. I think I also have other ways of making food. Oh, I can age plants. Um, I, I asked somebody to find like an apple tree or something. Okay. Uh, they can find you a, a fruit bearing tree. Yeah, and I'll, uh, let me see what, is it fifth level? Yeah, no, it's fourth level. So one of those days then, probably a day where I don't refresh unfailing endurance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Age Plant and age it to the point where uh, all of its fruit is starting to ripen. Ooh, perfect. Uh, I guess you guys can solve your food problems, and you're right next to a creek, so you've got water. Yeah, uh, and I can uh, magic missile some birds if you want a bit of meat. Great. Uh, let's see. We don't encounter any of the really scary things. There will be one Edder Cap encounter. But with enough of you guys, it probably won't be a problem. I have slow poison, so I can I can deal with it. Like unless it's instant, it doesn't matter because it will prevent the effects for four hours. I can then nap my or actually I think it's an hour per level, so I think it'd be like nine hours. Let me check. Yeah, so I would delay it by nine hours, then I just nap myself and neutralize the poison. No, but I mean, if somebody gets bit in combat and dies, instantly. that's what I'm saying. Is I would just solo the other cap probably. 
Oh, okay. Because they're I pretty can... weak aside from the poison, right? Yeah, so you cast on dice. Yeah, I mean, I can I magic could... missile it anyway. Yeah, so like uh, I can lock it down and then take the poison and neutralize it without any real issue. Yeah. Um, so let's say you do run into a, a group of Ettercaps. That would be a bigger issue. That would be like we need to start considering fireballs and entangles and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, they only show up in numbers of one to two. Okay. Oh. These guys suck. You say I mean, I that now, the... but do you remember back yeah. when you were low level? Yeah, no, I remember you mentioned there being Ettercaps, caps, and I said, "Nope, fuck that." <laughs> yep. I, I noped right out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Etter cap encounter. It happens one night. Uh, people have calmed down, made camp for the night. Someone is on watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess everyone but the dwarf will take a watch, or it's in theory could be taking a watch on any given night. Uh, so I'll roll a d5. I mean, I don't really know you guys if I'm going to go on two. watch, but I suppose I will. I, I, I can go on watch. I do I do one watch as long as I can still get my sleep, because I do need to refresh spells since I'm helping him stow shape things. Well, it is Darf who is on watch this night. Maybe the weakest member of the party. Uh, ethically, morally, intelligently, maybe the dumbest member of the party. <laughs> Let's see... He passes save his uh, perception check. Ooh, nice high roll. Jumped off. Oh, yeah. He will be alerted. And... Just don't be dumb, Darf. Don't do anything stupid. Um... So it's the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, Neil. Technically, nobody needs to sleep except for Malachi and I at all. Oh, and the dwarf, Ever? since he's doing the hardest. Li- yeah, unfailing endurance makes you virtually immune to exhaustion. The only reason Malachi and I sleep is because we need to refresh spells. Mm. And then we also have a thing that if you do really hard labor for like 12 plus hours a day, you do get some fatigue. So you need to sleep in that case as well. Okay. So the dwarf will need to sleep. Yeah, so the rest of them don't need to sleep at all. So that means that we would have multiple people on watch at they any don't, given time. Okay. So they're just going to uh, hang out and chat by the fire all night long? They I guess, yeah. Anyway, I mean, somebody, yeah, somebody might choose to go to sleep just to pass the time, but like nobody needs to. Okay, okay. Let's see if anyone else was on watch. Then, if anyone else was awake, uh, yes, that is. Bell is awake. Lucille is asleep. Okay, the others are asleep. Uh, so it is Bell and Darf who are on watch, and they will see the other caps. That changes everything. Okay, so there's some movement out there. You guys are passed out for this. Darf gets up to go take a look at it while uh, Bell comes over and just pokes you guys carefully and goes, it's probably nothing, but there's something out there. We can handle it, but, you know, be on semi-alert. Sure, I'll come out and take a look Um, in case anybody needs some emergency healing. Yes, and that is when our dearly beloved Darf uh, stumbles upon some edder caps and will make a strike at one. He sees them, like, creeping and crawling towards the camp. He walks, like, not towards them, but, like, that way, as if he's, like, going off to piss in the middle of the night. And then, Mm -hmm. like, leaps towards it across a little ravine, slashing at it with a sword. For a natural 16. Such a hero. I thought you were scared of spiders, this guy. Well, he's changed a lot. It's been a long time. (laughs) Uh, 16 plus... Somewhere in the ballpark of eight to hit is going to be a, a twenty-four. We'll easily crit our oh, wow. dear Edder Cap. 
Get him, Toph. Two. He might have to solo it, because I can only help one person who gets poisoned. Six and three. Six and four is uh, ten damage against our... Oh, bringing an Ettercap to half HP uh, and giving a shout. And I think with this, combat will start. Yep. I um, don't perceive being long. Yeah, let's go and roll initiative here. I mean, am I, am I woken or? I think you are awoken by the. Um, I will, like, seeing the start and, like, seeing Darf jump in and seeing that he's fighting Endercap, I'm going to warn Lucila not to run in. Okay. I say, let him handle this. Because I'm only, only. <laughs> I can only help one person who gets poisoned here. So like, Darf, Darf can win this fight and then I can save him from the poison. Right. But then you have to cast slow poison on him now. Uh, no, because Neil changed how poison works. So it's not like the, you got poisoned and instantly dropped dead. He might okay. get incapacitated, but then I'll just ask you to fireball something for me. Yeah. All right, so I'll eventually I'll wait. It might take me a couple of rounds, but eventually I'll yeah. come to the so I'm, I, I'll, I'll probably help him with some spells, but I'm not going. I'm going to keep everybody else out of melee is what I'm oh going God. for here. The two Edder Caps roll natural ones on their initiative. Nice. Darf rolls a four and three. Uh, four and five is nine. Hmm. You go at ten. The first Edder Cap will claw at Darf with one claw. Miss. Second claw. Hit for D3 damage. Mm-hmm. Darf will take two, and the much-fabled bite of the Edder Cap with the big pointy fangs comes in. Natural 17 to hit. He uh, bites Darf for eight points of damage. Woo! And injects okay. him with poison. Okay. Um, and the second Edder Cap is is going to... Did they do what I think they do? Oh, yeah. Uh, Neil, I mm-hmm. bang my staff on the ground to light the attic, light all the uh, people up. Ooh, well, okay, on your initiative. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you need to roll into initiative, Nick. Yes. Uh, and the other editor cap produces a net-looking thing woven of spider silk and tries to throw it onto and around Darth. The hell? Uh, with a 12 to hit, which will hit his AC of 10, because it doesn't matter if he's wearing armor or not for the purposes of Does his Does he have dexterity bonus? I don't think he has a dex bonus of three. You'd need 17 stri- uh, dex for that. And I don't remember his stats, but I don't think he had 17 mm-hmm. dex. I think he had 17 con, actually. That uh, might, that sounds familiar. Uh, and I help him with the natural poison. Darf passes his strength check. Um, so he is caught in this like spider silk web. He's been bitten on the, the shoulder by one of these editor caps and has dropped to a knee. Uh, when he goes around, it's his turn. He will make an attack roll. Eight and seven is what, 16? That'll hit the same editor cap he hit before. For four damage, bringing it to six HP, and it becomes the par- remaining people's turn. I need to look this up really fast because I had this for the river, but I'm wondering if I can do something really fucked up here. Um, I'm gonna shout to Malachi to to come out here and and kill these things from a distance because I really don't want to engage them in melee. Um, right. Am I next to go in the initiative order? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me read this spell really fast. See if I am going to be able to do this. If not, I have a different spell. I won't do the stuff. I'll just fucking blow him up. Be 
safe array. Okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay, so it's only atmospheric or standing. I was, I have a spell called Produce Ice, which I can use to freeze liquids, and I was going to wonder if I could freeze the blood of the other caps, <laughs> but uh, it, it specifies that it has to be standing or atmospheric. Okay. Okay. Um, how's the range on this? That's too short. All right. We're just going to... Um, just just push delays on all... I, I'm gonna cast Entangle here, and I'm gonna try and get the Edder Caps on the edge so that I don't get Darf, essentially. Ooh, okay. Uh, so you throw down an Entangle. Edder Cap 1 rolls a natural 18 on the saving throw. Edder Cap 2 rolls a 19. Oh my god. Alright, so they're still in it, but they're able to move. Um, mm. I think it reduces their... Yeah, they can escape the area only 10 feet per round. She'll be able to get out of because they're on the edge. Okay. Okay, yeah, so Malachi's up next. Alright, the one fighting Darf, I do two magic missiles up. For seven damage. That'll drop it. And then on the other one, six. Ooh. Ooh, that is bad. Uh, that one is fine, healthy, happy even. Uh, Lucila and Belle have gotten to their feet. Dig has pulled out a pickaxe and is waving I, it I'm around. I'm still like warning people, like, do not run into melee, please. All right, and we will roll initiative. Uh, Ettercaps will go at four and 12. Darf will go at seven. One of the Ettercaps is dead now, right? Oh, they're right. They're right. Gonna roll that 50% chance that it gets the other. It is the initiative. higher initiative one, unfortunately. Sweet. So Darth, right. still uh, caught in this this <coughs> web that's around him, swings his sword. Ooh, he should have gotten two attacks last round. Uh, well, uh, with a wild miss. You, you go next, actually, uh, Sean. Uh, sorry, yeah. Oh, um, I don't really have anything to do, so I'm going to okay. play my action, just let Nick do his thing. Sure. Uh, Nick, you magic missile the Ettercap, who takes many blows all over his body, and then tries to book it. He will attempt to uh, disengage past Darf. You know what? Get him, Darf. Get him. Oh, yeah. Um, and will begin to scramble up the hillside. Um, the, the so with my, with my delayed action, when it starts to go, I'll pull out my longbow and take a shot. I'm bad at it. I'm probably going to miss, but we'll take a shot. Yeah. Uh, the Edder Cap is climbing the cliff. I would say the night penalties plus the bonuses for him climbing cancel each other out. And you can make okay. a, a regular shot, plus two for back <laughs> attack, maybe. No. Pings off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Right, it runs. Okay. Uh, the Edder Cap begins over to, to climb away. Yeah. I, I shout to Darf, let it go. Can we roll initiative to see if I can go before it? Sure. He goes at six. No, Oof. all right. All right. He gets away. Uh, the other cap will climb up into the mountains, disappearing into the night sky. All right, Vaughn, make sure he's okay. Yep, I'm uh, I'm gonna head over to Darf. I know about other caps. We've, we, we learned about other caps a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast Slow Poison on Darf. Excellent. Um, and tell him I can. So this will this will delay the poison. Uh, I can remove it from you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Yep. Uh, please don't do that again. Just get mal. If you see you Cap specifically, look, I'm the town no, sheriff. The fight, I'm supposed to d- right, defend yes. the people. No, I, I believe in your ability for a fight, but Ettercaps have a deadly poison. Uh, if I wasn't here, that would have killed you probably inside of a couple. That's of why hours. we got the heal bot here, right? And to be fair, off. Your town is a gaping crater in the earth, so... Well, whose fault is that? Yours. I don't know, not mine, those idiots you were... That was your fault! No, it was those other idiots you were hanging out with, I don't know. Didn't you send them on that mission? No, I'd never seen them before. I was coming to help you, because Joris said you were in trouble. 
Yeah, didn't you steal oh. something from Vicious and then he got really mad at you? Yeah, so don't go around trying to have a go at Van, Darth. Rumors, Remember, rumors. You're one eye there. You would still be blind in that if it wasn't for Van, so just remember that. That's Isn't he still blind in that eye? No, he's lost one eye and he's blinded in the other, but you restored his Oh, vision. right, I restored his vision for the one they still had. All right. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, glad you're he... all right. I'm glad yeah, you're all right. Fine. But point is, point is, it's much easier if I don't have to deal with dispelling poisons from people. Like bears, you can you can fight a bear. I believe in your ability to fight a bear. But if you see Ettercap specifically, please please just ask Malachi to blow them up with a fireball. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Or or other things that look poisonous, like spiders. Right. Poisonous things, I leave to you then. Yes, thank you. That's okay. that's all I'm asking. Anyways, I'll remind me in the morning, and I'll uh, I'll remove the the poison from you. Right. Uh, and you guys can sleep and wake. Excellent. Excellent. How's um, the dwarf getting on? Then is it working? Because Van's yeah. casting a stone shape thing. Every yeah, day. I can do it. I guess I could technically do it up to six times a day, and Ooh. get him six feet of distance. So I'm keeping it. one negative plane protection available just in case. Um, but aside from that, I could do three stone shapes, nap, do another three stone shapes. So um, after a couple of days, I asked the dwarf if he thinks this is a place for the mine. Yeah. We can, we can bring more dwarves here. All right. So after so maybe four or five days, he's gotten to a point where he's moved through like the dirtiness of the mountains and he's really just in the bedrock now. And he is finding these like larger and larger um, chunks of this, this strange crystal that kind of looks like quartz to the rest of you. Maybe Van Helsing, you're a stonemason, so you've seen things like this. It's not quite quartz. It's something quartz-like, though. Um, mm -hmm. But this dwarf is telling you that this is a, an unusual crystal type not normally found. All right. Um, so after we hear that, I ask Van to help me carve the, the teleport circle the next day. I think it's going to take a couple of days. I think it took a full day to do the, the circle from scratch. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. have the silver and gold for it? Yes, we, we brought silver specifically, because that was the plan was to build a new circle. Perfect. So, well then. Uh, again, you soak us up, and then I'm going to head back to Roxas and get some more dwarves. Right. So you guys might be hanging out here on your own for a couple of days. Well, we could all go and then just all come back. Oh, but then there wouldn't be enough room in the circle, would there? Maybe we... Well, we we could. I think it's better to just like let's get everyone here safe together at first. Mm -hmm. Although I am worried about leaving you all here alone with the shadow dragon. Maybe we should go back. Well, I mean, we could have a few people carrying dwarves in their arms, and that would that would save some space. You know, if we have people standing on shoulders, there's no height restriction on this, is there? No. Not yeah. until it's too many dwarves packed into one space, and someone topples, and someone's over the line. I could yeah. do it over multiple days anyway, you know. And we can leave the tools here, so we don't we don't need to take the uh, the boxes with us, and then I'll save some space. That's true. Yeah, it'll be all right. So, okay, so let's we'll all go back, and then I'll send I'll send some people back, and then uh, I can always just say like anyone new who wants to come to the mine, just go to the circle for dawn, and I'll cast it on dawn, and any new miners that want to go can come, and any ones that want to go home can go back, and we'll stay okay. here for a week or two, and we'll just rotate miners in and out until we've got enough crystals. Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, we build a circle over next yeah. day. Why don't we take a break here? Mm -hmm. Is my calculations right? It's been about an hour and change. Yeah. I mean, I don't really. Well, I suppose. Yeah. We've only got five. Yeah. Minutes. One last break, and then we wrap up. Yeah, we'll do one last break here, and uh, then we'll see where we go. So, see you guys on the other side of a break. Bye bye. <gasps> Hello, everybody, and welcome back. 
to hardcore heroes. You can okay. build your circle and yep. um, import a contingent of dwarves. <sighs> How are you going to import some dwarves? Okay, so I build the circle. We all go back, right? Everybody. Well, we leave the well here's what I'm wondering, Nick. Should we just like not send everybody back? Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, if you think you'd be safe, it's just if the dragon does. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, I can just seal us in here for a few days, right? Okay. Like, leave us, leave us a few light stones so we have light, and yeah. then um, bring us a chessboard when you're back because we're gonna be pretty bored in here. Oh, I do All have right. my chessboard actually. Bring us some other games. All right, I'll bring see us dice and stuff. Uh, I'll bring some light. I'll call and stuff as well. All right, I'll see. What yeah, I can so do. I'll use one of my stone shapes to like just make a little door, like a stone door, nice simple stone door. Oh. Um. Oh, I have an echo now. Oh, yeah, sorry. it's kind of like. Yeah, so I'll make like a stone door to seal us into this little mine that he made. Nice. Um, it's pretty small, but mm -hmm. that's fine. And then I'll just... Uh... Excellent. All right. So all we need is Malachi to convince the dwarves to send a detachment of dwarves to help you do this. Well, this right? was the plan. Yeah. yeah. This, this was, was the plan all along. Yeah, yeah it was, so I, we I... have one to purvey and then we have a team to dig. Perfect. Then it, that should not be a problem. Just yep. don't fuck up basic talking to dwarves, Malachi. It is hard sometimes, but I'll do my best. All right, All so right. I, uh, I teleport circle myself to the attic of that random house. Uh, you have found that the attic is now, ha has a door on it um, that is locked from the outside. Really? Yes, they have really? added a door door to the attic. That's, ins it's almost insulting, actually. That's like, well, this will keep him out. <laughs> um, okay, well, I cast Polymorph self then. And what do you pull? How do you escape? If there's no windows, then I guess I go spider under the door. All right, you spider under the door. You can see it has multiple locks on the outside, <laughs> and that there is one dwarf standing guard, kind of looking bored, looking at a window that they've added right here at dwarf head height, so he can do something in the day. Okay, wait. Gives so what I do that? What I do then is um, I'll crawl like to another room or something, or like down the stairs where I'm out of sight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then I polymorph into a dwarf. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to walk out of another room and be like, hey, how's it going? All right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny, I polymorph you, into a dwarf. You become a dwarf. Then I go. Uh, Malachi I go this, the dwarf. I go up the stairs and I go, hey there, sorry. Uh, what's behind that door? Uh, secret room for official council business. Does that make you some sort of god, then? What are you going on about? Well, I'm just saying I don't think you look smart enough to be a god in no secret room. What? Fuck off, mate. This is my room. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Good good talking to you. And I give him a pat on the shoulder and walk out. Wait, who the hell are you? I don't recognize you. <laughs> I know it's a big town, but who are you coming up into my attic? Uh, the name's, um, what was his name? The name's Redbeard. I'm from, uh... Oh, God. I'm from, um, hang on. What's the name of that town? Um, Hillsborough. My name's Redbeard. I'm from Hillsborough. Don't forget it. And I give him a, give him a, a wink. All right. Walk out. Okay. You head on out. Uh, you can easily make it to the council. Um, they are at recess. They're kind of standing out on the steps. 
Um, just chatting, hanging out, not doing too much. Hey, uh, Elder Dwarfs. Huh. It's funny to see you outside of your chairs. I'll, uh, I'll like crouch down so that that's still above me. Uh, oh, you, you turn back into a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. going to approach the Elder Dwarfs as a dwarf. Got yeah. it. Okay. They Very different encounter then. <clears throat> Malachi, welcome. Hello. Uh, How's it going? It's going well. Uh, Dig and Diggers guided us to a source, a location for the mine. We have the uh, teleportation set up, so we can begin operations if you have the dwarves ready. We do. Fantastic. Well, uh, I'll need to rest for today, but uh, we can head off tomorrow morning. Hmm. Uh, I, I see you. You met Otis then. Otis. Yes. Who's that? The guardian that we've had put in front of your magic circle to make sure that no one goes in there. Yeah. Well, very good. I um, I didn't speak to Otis because I had to slip out under the door. But uh, yes, I noticed his presence. Well done. Hmm. Yes. Slip out under the door. Yes. Look, and um, I like polymorph into. They lose their shit. You're a fucking spider. Yeah, it's a spider. Yeah. All right. We Next can time you go there, there's going to be a rag up against the door. <laughs> <in place. laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right. That was, that was good. Mild inconvenience, and you didn't lose your shit and yell at the dwarves and ruin your relationship with them. Wonderful. Yes. Um, all right. We'll just skip ahead a few days. You bring back a, a contingent, and the mining continues. Uh, now the echoes of picks can be sort of heard throughout as the they kind of spill out of the mountainside, down this little canyon, and out into the hidden valley. Uh, the dwarves are still following this creek that Dig had found. Uh, not this creek, this like um, dripping of water from out of the earth. And he tells you that he's looking here because... Crystals tend to form in situations where there's water. For some reason, water is necessary for the formation of crystals. And he is not sure exactly why, because they take a long time to form. But somehow, it's a necessary component. And he's been finding little bits of what he wants, and so he digs deeper in. Maybe a, a week or so after the group arrives, they burst open a, a segment or maybe, actually, it's more likely that Van Helsing is the one that does it, since you're getting, what, like six feet a day? Yeah, I can do six feet a day, assuming I burn my nap on it. Yeah, I think um, if you're going to be doing that, then... Ooh, natural 20. Yeah, it's definitely Van Helsing shows up one morning and starts uh, you know, moving Earth out with a, your, your tunnel, and all of a sudden, you have cleared a path into a large, sealed formerly sealed underground Ooh. chamber oh this it is, is like maybe 40 feet high and you guys are coming in about 20 feet off the ground the ground is not um flat there's not really like a, a, mm -hmm. a ground part so to it's not it. like it's a carved just, chamber it's like a like a, it's natural a cavern. naturally forming cavern with spires and towers and pillars and stalactites and stalagmites and uh, not really a solid ground, but there is a pool of water that is down really low. That otherwise, the sides are rocky and, and nasty. Oh, I found something! I call All back right. through, the, through the mine. Others come to look. I shall come look. Right. Everyone crowds around to see this, um, this thing you've discovered. Okay. 
I um I fill the room with light with a wave of my stuff. Right. The entire chamber fills with light. The very bottom of it, as I said before, is this lake. But a lot of these structures, these pillars, these stalactites and stalagmites that you saw are not bits of rock or limestone. They are huge crystals, maybe 30 or 40 feet tall, reaching from here to here, or maybe just hanging or just sticking up or sticking out. These things are massive. Uh, they're mostly clear. There's like a, almost like a, a pinkish haze to some of them, or maybe like a, like a line of pink or like a fracture mark where it's pink on one side, but clear on the other throughout many of these things. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do, seeing all this, I'm going to tell the dwarves to stay back for now. I'm going to have us and the knights all go in and just kind of like move around this cavern, see like if there's anywhere that you, like if it leads to any tunnels or anything. I want to make sure there's nothing dangerous here, essentially. Yeah. Mm, okay. So we're going uh, to basically sweep through this place and make sure it's safe. Great. Give me a perception check as you search through the room slowly. Can everyone? Well, yeah. uh, you and the I knights. can... I put my stuff on the ground to illuminate all grounded creatures. Oh, shit. The humans and dwarves all illuminate. Uh, and interestingly enough, illuminating on the ceiling are maybe a, a half dozen stalactites. Nope. Nope, nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. Back up, back up, back up. What the hell does that mean? Are they alive? Yep, yep. I've heard of these. They will drop on your head if you walk under them. Shall I uh, yep. deal with them? Yep. All right. How close do <laughs> I get now? Um, I would say the closest one is maybe 100 feet. The furthest one is 190 feet. But can I get closer without risking them, like without being directly under them? Can I like, oh, get absolutely. some of Absolutely, yeah. So I think if I can get- How, how big is this cavern? It's enough that his fireball isn't gonna like- No, I'm gonna cast Cone of Cold if I can get. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah the blast from the fireball might dislodge or break crystals because there is like yeah. a, a there's no wave. there's no concussion you don't think there's a concussion with it no it says in the spell that fireball does not generate a concussive force Ooh. i think i'll double check it's fine i'm gonna use kind of cold anyway yeah uh so it's nine feet in diameter and 45 feet long we'll double check that really fast i i know it specifies it in a ad and like game um but, but i'm um, sure it says it in this too if that doesn't work, Neil, I can cast, I can turn into a... Oh, no, I can't because I've not learned polymorph salt today. The burst of the fireball creates little pressure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not an explosion. It's just like a foosh of fire. All right, so fireball will work then. Yeah, fireball's fine. As long as the area is big enough so that it's not going to conform to, like, the cubic volume of the cavern and burn us yes. all alive. Well, I do an intelligence check to make sure this isn't going to destroy the cavern. Give me the or check. kill us. Uh, 33,000 cubic feet, or 33 10 by 10 cubes. 10 by 10 by 10 cubes. Uh, let's see, it's maybe 40 feet tall, maybe it's widest measurement is 80 feet this way, maybe 30 feet this way, and then, since it's not a perfect rectangle, let's say, uh, 65% of that volume, so 80 times 30 times... 40 times 0.65, something like that, uh, is 62,000 cubic feet. So um, more than enough room to fireball safely. All right, I got everyone back so that we don't have them. And then I'll I really hope these things aren't like, 
I, I know what this creature is. I don't remember much about it, so I really hope they're not, like, also just crazy powerful monsters in general. Yeah. That's no, it. they're, that's they're really not. Okay. Lost them off the ceiling. I was a little worried that he'd be like, I fireball the piercer. And then it's like, okay, the piercers laugh, and then they drop from the ceiling and grow legs and charge at you. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea! <laughs> right? Oh, that's I would funny. love, like, piercer rhinos. <laughs> yeah, rather than go into you, they stop, and then turn horizontal and grow legs and, like, charge yeah. you. <laughs> Stab you in the ankle. Just, like, just, like running bullets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, 32 is theoretically their very, very max HP, but not all piercers are four hit dice. Um, I guess they don't get a save either. They do. Can they, though? They can't Contrast, move. Fail, I guess they could drop fail, from the ceiling. Fail, fail. Yeah, but it might also just be like the... They've got this really hard, rocky exoskeleton, uh, so maybe they just like close all of the things that would lead to soft orifices, like their eyes and their mouth, and just like take the brunt and let it like cook but it looks like only one passes their save and that one does not pass does not live okay all right okay all right looks clear now guys uh there could be stuff flying in here but i don't think so so other than that we should be safe yeah um, I guess we'll still do the quick sweep and make sure, like, I also want to see, like, if there's any exits from this thing other than the one we just made. Oh, it's I worth an idea. it. I'll do a sweep with the gem of uh, True Seeing as well. Hmm. Mm. Um, yes, the gem of True Seeing, everything seems sort of fine and ordinary, except for the crystals, which are wholly pink when you view them through the crystal, uh, through the gem. Meaning that that magic. Meaning that they are other than what they seem. Alright, something weird with these crystals, man. Look, I'll show you the gem. Hmm. But, uh, that might be just why we're here. Well, I might be able to do a little bit with this uh, come the morning. Well, we should uh, set the dwarves to work, but yes. Maybe we should wait until the morning before we dig into these? If they're. We want to make sure they're not dangerous, right? I suppose. Alright, we can wait. We can wait. Yeah, let me check and see what I can do here. I could do. Genius, which might give us a useful tidbit about. Uh... Oh, I can't speculate on the future. Oh, but I could. I could ask what the crystals are, and we get a little bit more information about them. Yeah, um, I've only really got detect logic. Yeah, I can do like no age and stuff as well, and then we'd know yeah. if they're like obscenely old. Yeah, I don't have much, but I have some that I can use here. All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Should we sleep in here now? No, I think we've set up camper on the circle. Let's keep yeah, sleeping. Yeah, yeah, um, I will use one of my last stone shapes for the day to make a door for this thing as well. Okay. So we've got an entrance. we got a door into the into the little mine that we made and a door into the cavern that we found. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then, yeah, I guess we'll we'll rest for a night here. So as you take some time to explore the cave, you will find that there on the far backside does appear to be a uh, a pair of passages. Um, one of them is quite small and appears to be mostly underwater. You only really see it because there's like this little lip that comes up that's got a little bit of airway 
but then clearly like it goes down and it is uh, submerged the whole time. The other okay. passage uh, has some water trickling out of it, but not enough to really even be considered creek uh, and flows in a different direction. But so it's still one, too small. Uh, no, no. The, the second one is like you'd have to crawl on your hands and knees to go through it. It's maybe two and a half feet tall, four feet wide. Um, you know, one of these like wide but short passages that aren't even or steady. I'll uh, I'll check it out tomorrow and see mm-hmm. where they see where they go. Okay. Uh, so I swap out shadow monsters for polymorph salt tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So tomorrow, I have. Uh, tomorrow I can take. I guess I'll do no age because I can. You know, might as well. I can also take detect evil to make sure these crystals aren't evil. Hmm. Detect magic as well. I guess it's something to take. Might as well, yeah. I hope I don't find any floppy ear valves in these tools now. <laughs> or a volcano. No now that you said it. Yeah. It's fine. Well, yeah, Malachi and Van never actually saw the crystals that came back from Caldonian, so. Mm-mm. We don't know if they're the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, and then I'm gonna take a cast name Genius here because I wanna I wanna see if we can learn anything useful about these these crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we could also technically time pool. Nah, I, I can't think of like a cool event to time pool with them. Yeah, all right, I think I'm good. Okay. We make it through the night. Make it through the night. Cool. All right, do you wanna go um, fast or slow? Yeah. So first thing I'm gonna do. I'm going to cast Detect Magic and see if anything's emanating from these crystals. They all radiate a slight amount of magic. Okay. Um, so I think I have a 10% chance to see the sphere, right? Yeah, so I have a 90% chance to see the sphere. Okay. Um, they are evocation magic. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going okay. to... That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. They might be crystals of exploding when touched. Um, yeah, that would right. be unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess you could identify at some point, but... Maybe you can use them to um, empower spells. Maybe. Um, I'm going to touch it really fast and see if I just drop dead. Uh, one of the crystals? Yeah. You do not drop dead. Okay, I don't. I don't feel cursed. I don't like looking down at myself. I don't see any magic transferring into me. Nope, you've just touched something. Okay, I'm gonna touch it again and cast No Age. If a crystal is still growing. Is its age the age from when the crystal started? The age that it is it its age right now at zero because it's still growing, or is it halfway in between? Well, if I were to own a ship and then gradually over the course of ten years replace every single part in the ship, by the end of that ten year period, would I still own the same ship or would I own a completely different ship? But what if you get a ship and then you keep adding things onto it and making it bigger and better and then you add a mm-hmm. gun deck and now you add like a whole new thing? 
how long have you had that ship? It's been changed and are, it's, are you trying to it's say bigger that bigger <laughs> than it was before and grander and fundamentally different. It's not um okay, I think it's going to be based on the wording thing. of the spell, I think the most likely consideration changes to it don't matter, but how long has it been in this cave as like a weird crystal spire? Mm. Would probably be a better way to look at it. Because that's that's kind of the the object as we perceive it. So that's probably the object as the magic would form on it. Okay. Uh, these crystals are about fourteen hundred years old. Okay. Um, isn't that very close to the breaking? Yeah, fifteen hundred and twelve for the breaking. Wow, it's a century. Could be like low level radiation from the breaking, kind of like kind of like the Big Bang. Yeah. Like the the evocation magic that just kind of sits in them. Um. Okay, I'm gonna cast Detect Evil really fast, just as a as a last stay over. Make sure these are not evil crystals. Okay. You detect no evil coming from the crystals. Sweet. Just give all a check on Darth. <laughs> <laughs> you glance towards. Actually, Darth. yeah, that's a fair point. So with Detect Evil. Um. Oh wait, does Detect Magic notice charms and stuff like that? Ooh, it does yeah. It might, yeah. Well, know, if Malachi's uh, charmed, then he might be glowing with magic. Maybe, but you, with detect magic, you have to stop and concentrate in a direction. So I, unless Malachi's standing in front of you, in between you I and the would crystals, see it. Yeah, there's I a would, chance. There's a chance. Maybe we yeah, I, there's a non-zero it's, chance. You might be. It's, he might yeah, be eighteen rounds of of. So I have eighteen minutes to look at Malachi while this is on. Yeah. Oh, yeah Although I, I don't also, know how much. I also I've got stone skin cast on me, so. That is true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, did you put it up this morning? Put off everybody, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't think. I would, I would potentially be able to distinguish spheres, though. So potentially, uh, but with these rolls, it looks like he is not in front of you. It looks like you're at the okay. the forefront of the mine, looking at everything, and Malachi and the dwarves are back there, uh, and they're all chattering about these things, and you know, they they all know that you have some purpose for them. They don't really know what the purpose is. You need them for something weird, something magical. Uh, and but they're looking at these like, well, they can't need all of these crystals. They're huge. And with that teleportation circle, we could bring them back to Roxas, no problem. Shouldn't take them all, but we could take a couple. They start musing to themselves. That's okay. Um, all right. Um, one one last thing. I'm gonna walk around this cavern with detect snares and pits, and make sure there's no like pitfalls or traps in this place. I mean, there were there were literally stalagmites on the ceiling that were ready to drop and kill us, so I'm gonna make sure there's no sudden falls. Um, it's a 10 by 40 foot area around me. It lasts for about 40 minutes, 36. So I'm just gonna walk around the cavern and make sure that there's no like snares and pits that I could fall into. Does not detect magical trap. Okay. Yeah. Does not detect magical traps. Um nor those that are mechanically complex, nor those that have been rendered safe or inactive. So basically if there's like, I guess a monster would technically count if there was like a rope trap or something. Yeah, I think rope traps, uh, trap doors, spiked mm -hmm. pits, that sort of thing. There are no such things here. Perfect. Um, this okay. appears to be an entirely natural cavern. And aside from the piercers that were in here, that doesn't seem to be disturbed by anything. Okay. All right. Cool. That's like all my first level spells. <laughs> So I go to the uh, the first path, the one that was like a tiny little water path. The one that goes oh. under? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I will cast Polymorph Self. 
stay as me, drop a light stone into the hole. And then I'll go as a spider, climb right over the edge, and then turn into a, the largest fish without being too too large. And go mm -hmm. and follow the light of the stone. All right. Um, the passageway goes kind of down at an angle for a ways, and then proceeds to just curve and flow like it's an underground river. Okay. Um, I go you for like... soon leave the radius of the light stone and are swimming in darkness. Wait, where does the light stone go? Is it not being... Because uh, like yeah, the light stone falls to the bottom, and this is like an underground river. But the light stone won't go with you through the river, right? When you're a fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll that's just right. The beer. Become a uh, bigger fish and hold it in your mouth. Yeah, like if I can, like yeah, pick it up or move it with me. Yeah, you can pick it up in your mouth and carry it with you, no problem. Uh, how long do you have as polymorph? How long can like, you follow like, her? Like two hours, but I won't go for two hours. So I'll go for maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes. 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And if I see any other moving down here, let me know. Uh, after about 10, 15 minutes, you have come to nothing. Just this long, slowly twisting and winding uh, underground river. The water, it's a weird thing to say, but, but you know, fish, they breathe through their gills and you're having a hard time breathing in this water. It's like there's not enough air in it. Um, you, you find yourself, like, kind of gasping for breath as a fish, like your gills working overtime. Everything is still uh, oddly clear, like unnaturally clear. You can't really see where air, water ends and air begins in a lot of places. It's just this unnerving, cold clarity. All right, I think I'll turn around. That's interesting. And I'll go back out. Okay. Uh, leap out as a fish, turn back to me. Um, and then I'll go into the other passageway and light the way with my staff as I go. Alright, you can walk down that passageway. How far would you like to go? Does it seem like... I mean, I'll keep walking five to ten minutes. Eventually I'm expecting to come to something. If it's just a passageway, then I'll come back. Yeah, so you gotta crawl on your hands and knees to get through it for a little ways. Um, after... Okay. Well, I could go as an... I, I'll go as a creature. Sure, you can crawl as a centipede like or whatnot. Mouse. Yeah, yeah, mouse is great. Uh, after maybe uh, 30 or 40 feet, the passageway opens up to be slightly larger and you can transform to a more comfortable feel. And then it gets a, a little bit bigger until it's almost standing height, maybe five feet tall, uh, maybe eight feet wide. The ground is silty beneath you like it was once <coughs> part of a river, but no longer. Um, when you breach out into another chamber, similar to the last one, but a little smaller, it's maybe uh, 20 feet wide, 40 feet long, 15, 20 feet high, with various other crystals in here as well. Um, okay. And the ground I'll... is uneven as before. I light the room and then light any creatures in here. There are no creatures in this room. It's just another room of crystals. Just another room, misshapen, awkward room. All right, I head back. Okay. Okay, uh, I get back and I say, so Van, it looks like um, you've got to crawl a little bit, but there's another room full of crystals through there. Um, this um, this water bit leads to some sort of small creek through the river. The water seems a little bit odd. Hard to put my finger on it. Hmm. Low oxygen? I don't know. But uh, hmm. I think we're safe enough for now. There's no monsters right outside our door. That's good. 
So we should probably talk about how we're going to collect these because we need them as spires, right? So we probably want to collect them roughly in this state. Well, I thought we would we would just have a housing for the crystal, but it's your spell, sir. I'm not sure. I I, I guess I'll ask you about that, Neil. Um, mm -hmm. Do we want to try and collect these as like spires that we're going to carry out, or 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 is it like we're going to build canisters uh, to store crystals in and we can break them into pieces? You're going to need crystalline chunks about yay big. So I don't know if this is two and a half feet tall or something. Sure. Um, and they will probably need their own structure, uh, a very specific. Okay, yeah. Structure so we'll build structures in. for them as well. Yeah, so if and you can just, like, we, hack out to... some of these things, you should be fine. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. well, they'll, they'll have to be worked when we get back to... Yeah, so I'll, I'll approximate for the dwarves how, how big we need them to be when they're finished, um, so that they, they know how big they have to cut them out. Excellent. And uh, they will set to work upon it. And I think this is roughly a good place to wrap up here. You've gathered these crystals. Uh, you're going to be unmolested in this cave and unmolested at the cave entrance. You know, it's up that waterfall and overways. It's a difficult spot for monsters to get to. Yep. Uh, and unless the shadow dragon, which may or may not actually exist, shows up, then I think you're fine. It does, ex does exist. It doesn't really, though, Malachi. Well, I saw it. It almost killed me. You saw something that you thought was a shadow dragon, you but you're you wise to enough say. to know that you It only you had the breath see. weapon of the shadow dragon. <laughs> Oh, what, well, you reckon many, it, it was, it was Malchus illusions. after all? Illusions maybe maybe you believe the solipsism. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was Malchus after all just fucking with me. Because yeah. he, he knew that I thought that's what was there. He knew that I thought that's what was there. All right, um, I'll take my 20,000 XP for these crystals, please, then. What's 20,000 XP between friends? Well, uh, it's 10,000 between friends. Oh, cool. Because you have to split it between two. I mean, you don't really need... Uh, oh. I thought yeah. you were saying that we got 10,000. Yeah, you get 10,000. Oh, so we do yeah. get 10,000. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you get 10,000. I'll do that later, I guess, when I have a sheet. Um, okay. That's not too bad. You're pretty close. 8,400. And, and it's not like you need to get to 10 no. for anything, really. Like, you don't get new spells until level 12. No, but I get another fourth level spell, I think, or another second, fifth level spell, at least. Mm. So it's pretty good. I see. Yeah, then you don't have to wait for a whole day after doing the magic circle <laughs> teleport. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next step in your quest to seal the demons in would be to build these... Did we decide how many spots you needed? No, um, I don't think we did, but I think it was, I think it was somewhere between... Like we we did, we did, but I don't remember anymore because we were talking about how there could be a certain number of miles between them. Right. We'll have to read the wiki to see what's up. Yeah. Um, but we need, so we need to, we first of all, we need to come up with the the actual spell that will be powering the... Uh, yeah. The, I do believe um, you had some NPCs working on that stuff in the background, some clerics. Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to ask Malachi to teleport me um, back to Drekus, and I was going to head... Yeah, the high cleric to, um, of Drekus, yeah. Yeah, so I don't... Do we, we have a circle there now, right? Or no, you could you could teleport us, and we could leave them for a few days, I guess. Yeah, but I could make one in the... Um, yeah, I could probably get us permission to build a circle in the palace. Yeah, I think so. But I can teleport us there, and uh, maybe I should go and speak with Joris at some point next time, just to make sure that mm -hmm. everything's all right over there. Do you have a different keyword for every circle? Yeah. You we could probably to. convince the wizard to be like, hey, I'll give you a keyword for this circle, and then you can build your own if you uh, 
if you let uh, us like build it in this in this castle. Because you only have to give them the one keyword, right? That's why Van wouldn't make a good wizard. I'm not doing that. It's hmm? too, that's a, that is too risky to just get. I'm not teaching anyone this spell. Because right. if he knows, like, if he learns another keyword of mine, like right now he doesn't even know how the spell works. So Honestly, I think we need keywords. to start preparing for the idea that that network is not going to be secure much longer. Well, until I see evidence of that, I'm gonna hope that it is. All I'm saying is, I think we should just push it out to the public domain. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I disagree strongly. I'm not doing it. That's one small step away from Count Vicious turning up while I'm asleep. Just like outside, right outside my bed. All right. So next time we will build the crystalline network that will keep the demons at bay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I wasn't keeping too much track of time, but it was five days there, three days there, uh, I think Some five days there, 13. Yeah. It's been about and a month, maybe. 14. So I think this whole session has probably been like three weeks or so. Yeah, my, my rough estimates get us to like the the 20 some days, mm-hmm. um, which will bring us, uh, I don't know, uh, next session will be New Year's Day. Somewhere in next session will be New Year's. So, okay. Honestly, next session in real, in real space will be probably around New Year's Day, huh? That is true. Uh, speaking of next sessions, well, we've got you... chit chat next week. Yeah, we got chit chat next. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and like... then the twenty ninth, I don't have anything going on. Same. I should be free. I don't. I don't do I anything. I believe anymore. we have plans now. Sweet. Great. Look right. at that. Look at that, guys. You don't have to wait a month this time. You only have to wait uh, two weeks. Two weeks. That's not bad. Nothing. That's really good. It's nothing. That's like when we were playing uh, weekly. You know. Yeah. yeah almost. Yeah. <laughs> We always did pretty good at the scheduling for Hardcore Heroes, I think. It was yeah, honestly, even Pro Pro was pretty pretty consistent for the most part. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to be it. Let's uh, head out, and we will see you guys next time. All right. Oh, Reddit thread vamp. Sure. Oh, yeah, I will throw that up uh, right now. So if you want to Oh, I can't discuss... do the 29th. I'm traveling on the 29th, guys. I'm on a plane. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> the 5th, though? 5th it is. Sure. Okay. All right. Lovely. All right, I'm throwing up the, uh, actually, I don't have my Reddit account right now. Hey, do you want to throw it up? I'll do it. Although, All right, thank you. That's cool. And then, oh, you could flare it, and then you'll be a better person than me. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I just figured it out last time I did the thread. All of the shows have my, Neil must do it for me. Homeward Bound says Homeward Bound on it. I'll yeah, because I go through and I flare them all. Yeah, he see. he's got to buy this money somehow, Sean. Me, me, and the mods and the the people who care. Um, I guess now that Seekers is over, there's nothing. What What are you doing, Sean? I'm gonna start running. Oh yeah, I uh, I picked up an RPG that I was reading through. I haven't played it yet, but it's called Iron Sworn, and it looks really interesting. Mm. It's kind of a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and it definitely runs on a similar engine, but it's not the same thing. So it's a little bit different how it works. It's interesting looking, and I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to give it a shot. Nice. What about uh, you, Nick? Anything coming up for you? Well, it's not really anything coming up, but uh, I'm off work from Tuesday until the new year. So that's pretty great. Oh, congratulations! Enjoy your. That's actually a lot of time off. That's mm-hmm. a lot of time off. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Starts on when Tuesday? It's Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. So are we gonna have to get together and start playing that roguelike again? Oh, yeah, we should play some more of that. That was fun. Well, yeah. uh, Hammerwatch. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'll have days to fill with video games. 
Yeah, I can like actually start playing games again. That's a weird feeling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been playing. You played Knights of the Old Republic, Sean. That's fucking sick. I'm playing that. I, I played that a while ago. Yeah, I've been replaying. Oh, Knights you're playing the Republic. I'm replaying number two because two is, uh, two is such a good game. Oh, I love it so much. Well, apparently they had to cut a load of content when they were making it. Mm -hmm. And you can do the restored content mod. Oh it's, yeah, it's a lot uh, better. Have you done it? Okay. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a substantial improvement over the uh, the original game. Although the original was still pretty good. Yeah, the original was good. I mean, I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that KOTOR 1 and 2 are the best Star Wars media. I would definitely agree with, especially with 2. I, I feel, I, I always say that 2 reminds me of when Star Wars finally decided to grow up a little bit. Yeah, it's bit. like that, that is what it's like, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's less of like the, the just the basic, you go on a heroic journey to kill the big bad evil guy and things are a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And there's not always like a clear right path to take. I, I, I liked it a lot. It was a great game. It's pretty sweet. Also um the new star wars movie comes out next friday so i'll have that to talk about on chit chat oh yeah yeah i'm hoping either amazing movie or terrible movie i want one of those two i don't care which one i want it to be one of those two i'm gonna try and go and <laughs> see it before something like just go to cinema on my own in the day when everyone's at work <laughs> why not uh, yeah, I need to reserve all tickets. right that's it yep, we that's will it. see you guys next time bye bye everyone see you later